The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. And that concludes our meeting on why we need to refrain from using slurs in our podcast. Um, the notes will be available on our Google Drive, so if you guys want to check out the new policies we have in place, uh, you know where to look. All I in agreement? I, oh, I, I, I don't think I actually can be. Wayne, you as well? Oh, sh yeah, shoot. Sorry, I didn't know where we were starting. I've been busy watching a, a video of, of baby seals getting clubbed. <laughs> with all so that like horror... <laughs> so it's like an with average all... episode of Sunset City. Got it. With all that horror aside, hello, everybody. Didn't see you there. <laughs> and welcome to Sunset City, the podcast for the classic modern age. Classic and The modern classic age. modern age. <laughs> we're Plugged doing an episode up. about Sonic and Knuckles, and he forgot the word and. <laughs> Seriously, it's I not, this isn't the Sonic Generations episode, dude. Let's remember that we're only permitted a certain amount of ands in an episode. So, um, joining me today is on the far right, <laughs> in many ways, Wayne. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wayne's what's a conservative. Up, what's up, man? How's it going? And uh, slightly right of center is Cirrus. Hello, everyone. I would like an fascism. <laughs> okay, that, thank you for that. And um, slightly on the left, a little bit progressive here, is Nick. I'm an eco-terrorist. And Yo, then me, who is literally Antifa, <laughs> Channel Pup. <laughs> uh. All right, now I've, I've done that. Okay, I'll be taking my $5 now. <laughs> Yeah, that's I right. Need to figure out fuck why off. I have I have a slur. I keep reading slurs everywhere. Like I almost said a slurry voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I just the tickle in the back of my throat that just started happening. Like we all just had breakfast, we had a great time, and then like for the last like fifteen minutes, it's just been like tickle throat. Oh, that's driving me nuts. That's just me. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, when we meet in person, throat. when we meet in person, I'm gonna tickle your throat, dude. I'm gonna be like open wide. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, man? <laughs> I don't... Dude, it's all wet in here, ew. <laughs> oh my god. Why is, why is, there, why is there a whole live chicken in here? Oh my god. Why is Nick's throat like hydrosity? So, how, how have you boys been? Well, I, I mean, I was doing good until like maybe two minutes ago. I was doing fine up until the point where I woke up and realized, oh, right. I have to go run to McDonald's. It all started yeah. when I was born. <laughs> I'm glad we're buddies. The fuck, that McDonald's shit was... Man, that really just wrecked everything in the morning. Which is very fitting, <laughs> considering what McDonald's did to this game we're talking about today. Uh, oh shit, you're right. Is that why we did this? Yeah, no. that's why we did originally. Because <laughs> we're all talking about McDonald's after we got done recording. We're like, guys, let's have a McDonald's breakfast later. Like the yeah. and then in my case it's just a straight up mcdonald's dinner thanks to time zones i think i i think uh, my favorite thing about today has so far has been uh this was supposed to bring us closer together and i think i hate all of you more now <laughs> that, is, that was my favorite yeah like we woke up and was like this mcdonald's thing was a bad idea wasn't it yep. <laughs> terrible idea let's not do that again so kfc next week that sounds hey, good. You know what? I actually, yeah, I'm done. Kentucky Fried Cucky. Um, so, <laughs> right, so, Kentucky Fried Cucky. As you know, clicky. 
as you know, last week we had every intention of covering Sonic 3 and Knuckles, but due to time constraints, we just ended up with Sonic 3. <laughs> How history repeats itself. So this week, we're going to be talking all about Sonic Spinball and um, why it is a great, you know, follow-up to it Sonic 3. It has the absolute best soundtrack of the entire Sonic series, especially the menu music. I listen My to it when I wake up. Menu. Yeah, no, but have yeah. you heard? Someone did a version of it without the Tesla coils, and it's actually a fucking bop. I also, listen, I actually really like the, the rest of that soundtrack. It's pretty good. I heard yeah. someone combine that um, opening level theme with Bad by Michael Jackson, and it goes together really well. Fans of Michael Jackson. It goes together like Michael Jackson and the preteen boy. What? So anyway, guys, I just wanted to say that all the super chats today are going towards the muzzle fund. <laughs> we so, do. By the way, once again, the policy is in place. Um, super chats will be read at the end of every episode. So yeah, there you have that. If you do send in a super chat, just be patient. We will get to it. We'll absolutely read it in our heads before that. So don't worry. You've been recognized. Your four favorite YouTube, well, your three favorite YouTubers and series will have known what your <laughs> name is. Uh, I'm a Twitch streamer. <laughs> I need to get this stupid voice in order. This is my favorite game, for fuck's sake. And this is the one that you will be destroyed for. Ah. Uh, God damn it, this is already We got one, I'll put it in the bank. Are you willing to suffer for your craft, Nick? Sonic the Hedgehog do the doesn't time. want you to suffer, but you need to suffer for Sonic. So, how do you guys want to tackle this? Do you want, do we want to talk about some changes? I, or should we talk about, like, the... The big spanking selling point of this particular We did title. talk a little I, I bit about the changes in the past episode. But we can like, also um, talk about our, uh, like, start out with our personal experiences with this one specifically. Our mine was kind of a twofer. It was like, a, you know, I've experienced both of them at the same time for the same reasons. So... Um, I, I mean, I, I was I was there when when this all happened. I distinctly remember them advertising Sonic and Knuckles, and um, yeah, they sold me on all of it. It looked awesome to me. the The slick, minimalistic uh, design was really sexy. Lock on sounded just next level insane. Playing Knuckles was just yeah. They everything. Uh, everything they advertised I was excited for and it didn't let me down. So uh, that was... I had that game before I had Sonic 3, as I've said a hundred times. I Because uh, you were I renting Sonic, Sonic 3. 3. Yeah. It took me a long time to, to get, finally get all, all the Sonic games when I was a kid, but well worth the wait. So, Wayne. Uh, what? Wayne. Wayne? Well, mine Wayne. was kind of similar to... Um, no. I mean, I guess what I said... Huh? Can you hear me? Yeah, I was just saying... Oh. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Would you give me a little kiss? Would you give me a little sure. kiss? For oh, anyway, a yeah, my experience so, with anyway. Sonic 3 and Knuckles is very similar to, to what it was for I, or Sonic and Knuckles. Mostly like what I said last time for just Sonic 3 in general was uh, as I tried it as a kid, mostly on the Sonic Mega Collection, um, but I didn't really get a chance to just play through Sonic and Knuckles, um, you know, or, I, all the way through or, you know, let alone combined with... Um, Sonic 3 until just the last year. 
Uh, so it's still, still fairly fresh to me. That's okay. I'll keep yours in the fridge. <laughs> the thing for, uh, oddly enough, uh, my experience with this game, aside from like when I first played it on Mega Collection and then realized that the, that the lock-on tech was a thing because of the unlocking both games together uh, with Mega Collection. Outside of that, though, I think my most vivid experience of, of this... Wow, I can't speak! <clears throat> it's not like I've got something stuck in my throat, uh, but... I think my most vivid experience of this game, oddly enough, was when I was working at Walmart and I had this game on my 3DS or not. Yeah, on my 3DS uh, at a cartridge uh, that had like a collection for Sonic games on it. And oh, yeah. I I cannot tell you the amount of times like the, the distinct memory in my mind is being on the shitter for longer than I needed to because fuck working at Walmart uh, while playing uh, while playing in uh, Sonic and Knuckles and being in Lava Reef Zone, like specifically Lava Reef Zone is the one thing that like comes to my mind when I try to remember this game. And it's always the memories of being on the toilet, ignoring my work duties at Walmart. I don't know why, but that is the first thing that comes to mind every time. Because that's what Sonic would do. I'm going to speak to your manager. I actually do have a story, actually, um, of... <clears throat> my first experience with Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, this would have been when I was younger. And um, this would have been like around 2009, 2010 time. Um, and when me and my little school friends used to go into town, we'd go to this place called Extreme Gaming, which was basically like a little Xbox parlor, effectively, where you go and you pay five quid and you can play whatever Xbox game you want for like an hour. Uh, really stupid come to think of it, but like it was what we did as kids. And I asked if they had Sonic 06 to play. And they said, no, but we have like the ultimate genesis collection so yeah i was like okay i'll play that and i played sonic and knuckles in there for a little bit and so yeah i came to play sonic 06 ended up playing sonic and knuckles That's i really cool. missed out i i got dicked over man what a fucking screw it's just oh um, yeah i i remember it uh pretty fondly too of just like kind of going into sonic and Sonic and Knuckles after like just coming off of Sonic 3 and just like I love Mushroom Hill and I also love like just how they handled that I think I talked about the transition in um like the Angel Island level in Sonic 3 mm -hmm. where you know everything like catches fire and you see this like almost, almost this like storytelling transition and then uh Mushroom Hill had this really cool effect where it's like god it goes through so many like different colors and everything like it is a vivid uh level and it just shifts and changes around you to just kind of show you how lively this place is it's also a really good showcase of how you can use parallax scrolling to show like the depth of an area like as you're going through this game it feels like there's a lot more foliage in here than in other areas of the uh, sonic games of that era yeah. yeah which i am all for like I, I i like the aesthetic a lot uh i like i like jungles in general if you can give me like a jungle level in a sonic game that stuff's usually pretty good. And, you know, if you're Wayne, jungle levels usually also mean there's a temple close by. I was thinking that. <laughs> I freaking knew it. I can't I believe Wayne. you haven't played the Tomb Raider games, dude. I was just making a dumbass joke on Twitter the other day. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I should probably try this sometime. For they, need, um, they need a Sonic level with monkeys in it that aren't like robot monkeys, just actual monkeys. It would be the funniest Sonic level ever because monkeys make everything funny. Okay, go play some more monkey ball. 
I don't want to play fucking monkey ball. <laughs> Shut the fuck up about monkeys. Monkeys are good. Monkey ball's not okay. Understand that, bitch. My God. American Show cheese. And of course, uh, you, Mushroom Hill Zone also did introduce like one of the like coolest elements of Sonic 3 and Knuckles if you have them combined. Um, right there when you start the the level, you know, you get to see Knuckles like coming out of a uh, a little secret uh, secret room, and by following him uh, or uh, going in behind him, that's where you get to see the chamber of the Master Emerald, and uh, you get to if you uh, collected all seven Chaos Emeralds in the Sonic Three levels, then you get you know you you can start your quest towards perfecting them. Uh, they're they're perfect emeralds, right? Or no. Super Emeralds? Super Emeralds. Super Emeralds. Super Emeralds. Sonic Fighting Monkey. Wayne, are you okay? I'm gonna need this jackass in the in our comments with my name saying the stupidest shit about Sonic and Knuckles. Be quiet, you idiot. No, oh, Sonic and Knuckles is an awesome game. For God's sakes. It doesn't have a save file because Sonic 3 has a save file. You can't have two... Dumb garbage. God. Oh my god. Also, no, Mushroom Hill is amazing. For fuck's sake. No, that game is awesome. Also, I'll just I'll just say this. We're like where like the save system is concerned. If 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 the save system kills Sonic and Knuckles, then Sonic 2 is killed by not having a save system. But it's not, so yeah. Yeah. So NFT bowls. I've said I've said it like, <laughs> oh man, no, I just got done yelling at him, but yeah, that was a good joke. But um, no, like it, it works on a lot of levels. It really does. Um, something that people don't really talk about because a lot of people don't play this on its own anymore is um, that this does get its own little intro video. If you play it by yourself with Knuckles, just him, you know, casually sitting there watching animals be animals. And then the little robot comes in and they're off on an adventure. Simple. Quick, and it just uh but it contextualizes gets, gets knuckle stuff for you which is by the way um nick in the chat he was being deliberately hyperbolic don't worry <laughs> i was but also eat shit but anyway <laughs> god damn it i was just no whatever dude i i love this game we need to get this man his medicine stat. come on open wide i'm gonna it take is, his medicine it is, is just very weird how people like to pretend like this is a separate game and it's it's not it's it's part two of a larger experience but this is a separate uh, podcast i guess from it's the previous one <laughs> it's kind of weird though because like for a lot of people especially a lot of us who experienced this first by by playing it on the gamecube to us it just was a separate game and there was just some there were some weird things like before because it takes a, a lot of playing to actually unlock the combined cart um there was a lot of like weird things that I kind of had to internalize when I was playing this game as a kid, because when you play them separately, there is not that, you know, there is not that save data thing. So one of the things that always popped into my mind as a kid is, wait, why does Sonic 3 have the save data, but Sonic and Knuckles, the sequel, doesn't? Because in my mind, games progressed in a linear fashion, at least as, as far as tech was concerned, right? So like... Mm -hmm there was less and less reason going forward for games to not have save data uh, because I had, I had no context uh, for the lock on tech at the time. And obviously all that makes perfect sense now, now that I know, but it was an interesting experience to me because for me, Sonic three and Sonic and Knuckles did stand on their own as separate full and complete games, regardless of like length issues with three, 
Like they stood on their own to me as a kid because that's how I experienced them. And I had no context otherwise. Like, What's awesome though is that like, in a way, like Sonic 3 and Knuckles' lock-on technology kind of gave way to things like expansion packs and DLCs and stuff. Like back then, we no, had we Sonic didn't. 3 and Knuckles. Today, <laughs> I can pay for a Spider-Man skin in the Avengers game. That, that's, that's more... That's the legacy. More PC. That's more PC stuff, bro. Yeah. Not, P- PCs not, have been doing expansion it packs is for a very long correct. time. Yes. Oh my god. Oh uh, god damn it. <laughs> yep, we walked right into that one. Oh I, my I, gosh. I, I think it's better to contextually saying that um I think it was console kids' first experience with, with things of that nature. Um if you if you talk to any old school PC gamer, like they they've been doing this shit for forever i think i feel like in those days sonic um, is like the most noteworthy emergence of that though particularly on console i think the I, closest oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i think That's the closest the closest allegory to that would probably be like the street fighter 2 re-releases that's as that's as close to an expansion pack as you can get without actual lock-on tech. that's a good point yes that's a very good example and we were making fun of it back then too because it was just weird and tedious and why are we doing this but yeah um uh that was definitely a, a step in the right direction which is very interesting if you consider sega's history with hardware they are notorious especially with their genesis it's hard to admit but like that is like their only actual truly successful console out there genesis and master system did fine saturn did fine in japan everybody loves dreamcast i understand that but like the genesis was very obviously their, their you know their their darling, and they did everything they could to make that thing matter longer. And they did the Sega CD and they did the 32X, and they kind of had the same mentality going into Sonic and Knuckles, but nobody talked shit about it because it was just taken as. Uh, and I am sorry, Nick. Oh, I I was just being a, an asshole, but you are. We do love having you here. <laughs> I, I love yelling about Sonic and Knuckles. Um. But yeah, like I, I do think that's a very, very unique little little thing. Um, and consoles and and game cartridges and all that, like they weren't. It wasn't how do I how do I describe this? It wasn't super strange to see them doing weird experimental things. But I mean, we had Game Shark and Game Genie around this time yes. too. So like we good point. Yes. we kind of. We kind of intuitively knew because those like even if you didn't know about Sonic 3 and Knuckles lock on tech, you knew what a game genie was. You knew mm. what a game shark was. You knew you you knew probably what a super game boy was, actually. Like people were not strangers at this point to the idea of a cartridge that locked another cartridge into it. There were a billion examples of this technology being used. Um, and I mean, hell, in the in the uh, where Game Genie and Game Shark are concerned, these were ways of modifying games, not unlike what you would get with Sonic Three and Knuckles. It's just it's just a very specific kind of modification with this game. So it's not, it's. I don't want to say it's not unique because it is unique in the way it's executed, but it was certainly a tech that was ubiquitous to the time. And then that would not exist without McDonald's. That's the thing. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough. And yeah, McDonald's wanted that. Wasn't it like McDonald's wanted that promo uh, and they, they wanted it during a certain time frame and that time frame basically just fucked all the developers. Yeah. 
<laughs> I fucking it's, hate McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if, if that at the time was just sort of like an ignorance to the way game development really works. No, no, it's it's not that. So it's here's the thing, because this is the this is this is how crunch like culture still works today in game design. Yes, everybody who works in game design or works in marketing around game design knows the immense labor that goes into any particular project. Money doesn't care. I, I, I hate I hate wording it that way, but it's not that. It's not that a bunch of executives are like you are, are are uniquely naive to the struggles that labor has to go through to get a video game out there. It's more they don't care. I yeah. I, I think a part of it, that's definitely a part of it. Uh, there is still like even uh, in that time period, like uh, I'll tell you when I was saying I wanted to go off to college to like learn how to animate and make games and everything. I had some older people in my life that were just like, oh, so he wants to go play video games for the rest of his life and everything. And these people still think the extent of what a video game does and can be is Pac-Man. Like, yep. they just don't understand the medium. It is so... It it, it this is a this is a tangent this is not necessarily sonic related but it does pick up from what you were talking about uh, a very weird experience for me was having my stepdad who's who's much older he's he's about 60ish now um playing arkham knight because uh, we were just like, we were just killing time over at my grandparents' house for a little bit uh, while we were waiting for my grandpa to get back from the hospital. So I hooked up my Wii U to the TV and started playing uh, not Arkham Knight but um Arkham Arkham City City yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and I started a new game on Arkham City and started going through and just watching my stepdad be engrossed in the presentation of that game because he had he had never experienced it had never experienced a video game that was not, you know, 8-bit. Yeah. And just, like, seeing him go, this is this is basically just like a movie. I'm like, I mean, yes and no, but also yes. Yeah, I remember being at, like, a, a movie theater. Like, my mom and I were going to go see something, and they uh, we, we got there early, so, like, you know, they have those advertisements there and everything, and they had a, like, a, a little advertisement for Uncharted 4 at the time. And my mom was just like, oh, what movie is this? And I'm just like, uh, not a movie, mom. <laughs> um, I just happened to explain. It is... It's like, yeah, no, this industry has has changed and it's evolved. And you could see that as soon as like these games, like with with three and knuckles and just like the way that they were trying to really go out of their way to represent themselves in a new way in ways that platformers just didn't really attempt before. It was yeah, I ambitious. The, I think the closest thing to the kind of presentation and, and and no, this isn't fully analogous because a lot of what you get in Sonic 3 and Knuckles in general uh, is like background stuff, like background storytelling uh, stuff that's going on around you while you're playing with, you know, a, a quick three or three or four second interlude in between. Um, but the closest analogy to this I, I could probably think of would be on the previous gen, uh, the type of presentation that Ninja Gaiden had. Um, but that was a lot more intricate and a lot like there was no environmental storytelling in that by comparison. It was all through cutscenes, which is still kind of a weird thing to think about for an NES game. Um, there was certainly a lot more, a lot more going on 
where the story is concerned with Sonic 3 and Knuckles, because it wasn't just, here's this cutscene where Knuckles is laughing at you while he throws you down uh, into yet another pit where you're going to get screwed. Like, there's yeah. actually, like, a lot of stuff going on in the background, and a lot of that stuff that changes based on the character that you play. When you're going through this part of the story uh, as Knuckles, things are, like, you're going through the same environments, but things are very different in terms of what's going on around you and the type of things you're encountering. And and I admire the way that they they let it play out in real time just around you. And so a lot of it is just things not so much that you're watching, but you're experiencing. And I think I made the, the Half-Life comparison last week. Uh, that's just kind of like this was the 16 bit of that mentality to me. I uh, actually the game I keep thinking about part of this one that really had that uh, cinematic elevation uh, just building up, like having a grand, fun adventure with the wide variety of environments leading to this this crazy epic battle in space. Prior to this, the only other experience I could think that really gave me the goosebumps like this game did was Kirby's Adventure. Oh, okay. Um, that, that game completely caught me off guard because it, it, it was just, just like Sonic 3 and Knuckles, like it was just so much more expansive than I anticipated. And by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, wow, this is this feels much more grand and and at the same time dire than I anticipated. Um, and as much as I love uh, Doomsday Zone and everything, I don't really think any final boss is really going to match uh, Kirby Adventures final boss in terms of that, that was my first like truly grand epic experience. Um, yeah. But yeah, Kirby's Adventure. Uh, that made me expect more in terms of just silent storytelling in these goofy, friendly platformers. And Sonic 3 and Knuckles followed suit for me um, and expand upon it in a, in a lot of different ways. And um, yeah, I I genuinely love that game for it. Um, you would see it again. And like I said, like there's a lot of parallels between this and Sonic Adventure 2 specifically, um, like we talked about last time. And like a lot of them, a whole bunch of them, like you get a brand new mysterious rival uh, you run around in a pyramid filled with ghosts. You launch up into space. Um, there were a, actually there was a lot of other ones too. It, I was trying to think about here, but and it was uh, developed in a, a very tumultuous uh, circumstances and ended up being one of the most beloved games in the franchise. Yeah, yeah, um, being one of the most beloved uh, of any of them. Uh, there's there's more there's more comparisons I can make. I'm I'm sure I'll spit them out when my brain starts. I mean, working I can, again, but. I can, I can yeah, think of one. Um, Sonic 3 and Knuckles was one of those games that ex it, it taught me to expect more out of out of <laughs> it, ta it taught you to expect more out of what? Did Nick die again? <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to expect. Nick. Maybe we need a poll. Zelda's my Nick. what? <laughs> Zelda's my what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does Nick expect more of? <laughs> he expects more out of but... us. I th I think that's all. I think that's going to be the universal comment. Man, I expect more from myself every day. No, really, where is he gone though? Man, I just get disappointed in myself every day. I wake, I wake up, I look in the mirror, and I go, "Oh God, you're still here." I wonder if this poor man's internet is just being being honored again. Oh, it's it's probably that's that's probably exactly what's happening. Damn narcissistic internet router. We are just uh. We are just yeah. filling. Uh, my internet's going wonky on me, and now oh, it's. On... Right I have a hard connection. What's going on here? 
with a hard too. connection with Wayne last night, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, <laughs> I got I, I literally I just I have my pants down and it's just crammed right into the computer. What more does it want from me? <laughs> Look, hold up. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Nick, if you are not drained by the end of your computer session, you're not doing it enough. You know, I really did enjoy being friends with you guys for a while here. That's <laughs> all right, gents. Let's oh, get that back was on the last. That was the last straw. Okay, I see <laughs> how it is. Let's talk about Sonic Three and Knuckles. We what did, that's what, did what we we've been talking on? about. I was rambling for a minute before I was like, you're uh -oh. talking about Sonic Adventure Two and how Sonic Three and Knuckles and Psych Adventure Two have a lot of similarities yeah. thematically and mechanically. Well, you yeah, also the best games in the franchise. The exact the exact line you left off on was it taught me to expect more out of and then we never heard <laughs> I, I thought I made a good point. No, it, it taught me to expect more out of video games as a whole. Ah, it elevated my expectation out of out of the entirety of this this hobby, out of this industry, out of everything. So like when when us classic snobs get really persnickety about some of the failings of the 3d games any of the games after this point honestly chaotix or 3d blast any of these fucking games a lot <laughs> of that comes from from this game for me because it really did stand with the other greats that stand the test of time even today like this is forever going to be a good game in every every way you want to look at it um and yeah, I that's what I expect out of Sonic, and that's because of this game. Yeah. There's a fight going on in the chat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but also, uh, let's, uh, there was something I thought about. Oh, yeah, Smacko when he said, lol, Wayne implying he isn't a degenerate. Look, man, Wayne just plays hard <laughs> to get, and I just play getting hard. So, like, you know. Uh, <laughs> and this guy is telling us to get back on track. Yep. <laughs> Remember... It it needs to be understood that when it comes to Sunset City, the peak of focus and maturity is Channel Pup, and I think that's a bar we all should strive for. Isn't that interesting, though? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> shall we do a level-by-level -level overview of before, the video game? No, before we do that, I think we should talk about um, the new playability that was Knuckles, like what he brought to the table. He he did bring something that I okay so for me I experienced Sonic Adventure two before I experienced this game specifically like I experienced Sonic one and two before Adventure two but I this one was after Adventure two so for me when I played Knuckles in this game I had already played Adventure two and Sonic Advance so he played exactly as I expected him to because I'd already experienced uh, both three D and two D Knuckles. And his moveset here, outside of, you know, not having the punches from Advance and, and Adventure, was pretty much exactly what I was looking for. Um, though there is one thing that he can do in this game that is very unique to him uh, that I, I I didn't think about it uh, in the way that I do now until your video on this game, Nick. Um, but I always thought that, like, oh, he can, he can punch through walls, therefore he can get to other areas on Angel Island. That's cool. Uh, but it wasn't until your video where I was like, oh, he knows where he can do this because this is his home. Like, I I didn't yeah. connect those dots until your video. 
Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I've always found it uh, quite funny how Knuckles is a character that is entirely about his fists, but he can't actually punch in his debut game. Like, that would kind of fly up in the face of the overall game mechanic, but I've always found it quite funny. I thought about that too, especially as a kid. I always wanted him to punch, and then I played Sonic Advance, and that series, like, oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's no need for it. Yeah, yeah it was a you never use it. Yeah. But it, it just turns out being a murder ball is way more effective. I mean, it has its uses in, in the adventure games, for sure, though. Yeah, it is. It it feels like granted, granted, Sonic Advance definitely added those in just because it was made after adventure and it was made mm. for adventure fans to have a 2D Sonic with like that aesthetic and everything. Um, but it 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 certainly would have been probably a little more apt to have Knuckles be able to do that in his debut game. But to be fair, uh, there is like the, the way that my 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 little kid brain put it together was that oh he can't punch but when he runs his fists are like extended of in front of him just just ever so slightly so like when he's when you're burrowing past walls it's his fists destroying them it was like the way that my little kid brain went it was like oh yeah he's got his fists in front that's why he can do it <laughs> like i I was also the type yeah. of person that would make up any apologetic for why uh, my PlayStation one characters uh, only seem to have a triangle for a hand. Uh, I tried doing like several days walking around holding items that way and found it incredibly hard and went, I, I don't know why they're doing yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, even if we couldn't like, we couldn't, you know, put it into wor words. I think we understood that there were some limitations in, in what games could do. And looking back on Knuckles specifically, I, I think I do appreciate them not, putting in uh frivolous uh, mechanics because there are like frivolous like set pieces here and there and you can tell it's just there to emphasize how much fun it is to play with these characters and their physics and their mechanics uh i mean because i mean this is yuji naka after all so i i can understand them doing the we're trying to keep this as simple as possible yeah this is far before the balan wonder world where they they actually like ingeniously and very naturally have you do a lot of things um, <laughs> just in different ways. What the fuck is it, pup? I was about to ask you, who's Eugene Naka? <laughs> <laughs> pup, Mr. Eugene Naka is safe. <laughs> Eugene Naka. He's the dad in the Japanese version of Japanese pie. I was going to try to say American pie, but no, that doesn't work anymore, does it? <laughs> no. Actually, if you just said the Japanese version of American Pie, it would still work. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna post on the Twitter page about this. Who's gonna, gonna post a picture of an old man and just put like Eugene and Naka? No, you gotta put, you gotta put Eugene Naka, but you have to put Eugene Lovey's eyebrows on him. That's what you no, gotta do. Yeah, that's, too, that's too smart. Okay, this needs to be. This needs to be lowbrow humor of the pup variety. It's not lowbrow. It's just extreme. Big brow. Big brow. Eugene's brows. Put them on there. No, I'm not going to do that, Nick. You want to do that? You do it yourself. No, I'm but lazy. you're the one who's best at photoshopping. It's my meme. We're doing it my way. Hey, hey, no, I'm pretty okay at Photoshop. They're too late. It's out. I just don't do it often. <laughs> Check the sunset. I, I, I prefer. I prefer it when I get original wayne drawings i mean th that's what i that's what i paid you for oh, to be honest. Shit, so, you so for knuckles <laughs> today 
Did we? For, oh, we did. Oh shit. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> what happened? Podcast. We haven't promoted our show. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, uh, before because I will have to reset. Do I sound fine to you guys? You yes. Sound okay. sound, you sound really fine. But you, okay. You know who Good. sounds the finest? Do you sound like a friend I'd like to have. If you as long like as I'm that. if I'm milking the dog with my voice, that means we're okay. So um, um <laughs> Nick Nick speaks and we immediately have to try to identify why the red rocket's there. There we go. <laughs> um <laughs> ah, yes. That's quickly become my favorite Wayne reaction, I think. <laughs> Wayne's most quotable th- lines are and oh. So speaking of red rockets, let's get back to the character whose head know, is full I of them. Never ever under any circumstances want to hear that segue come out of your face again. Speaking of red so, rockets. Speaking of Puff's penis, uh, <laughs> knuckles. <laughs> what I found so satisfying about this, I this was kind of like like with Sonic 3 that you could finally fly with Tails. It was it was nice to like have that freedom with Tails. I didn't have a lot of fun like like making it move though. Oh, with it, Knuckles though. Moving with Tails is tedious. But like the gliding and climbing with Knuckles just felt so unique and fun. Like it felt like a proper I'd call it like an evolution from the core Sonic design, but it was definitely like a fun diversion from it. It's um, it, it's it's a lot like when you get a you know when you're playing a game that's not supposed to have a lot of vertical movement and you you activate the moon jump glitch in a, in any yeah. game. It's it feels like that a little bit. What I like I about really... it though is you'd think you know you got three characters that overall run at a similar speed. We got one that can fly with his ass. We got one that can like fly through the sky with his knuckles you think sonic would be at a disadvantage but the fact that sonic can jump a lot higher than knuckles can at least you know they they found ways to kind of even the odds a little bit you know i'm not gonna lie appreciate that as a kid because i definitely played knuckles way 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 more often as a kid i was way too excited to, to play around with him but yeah i agree like going back now um yeah they definitely kept Sonic in mind the whole way through, and I definitely appreciate that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even realize. Uh, at th- so it wasn't through playing through Sonic 3 with Knuckles or playing through Sonic 3 and Knuckles like as, as the entire package or playing through Sonic and Knuckles. None of those le- uh, had me identify the shortcomings of Knuckles' jump height. The thing that had me identify it was when I started playing th- as Knuckles in Sonic 2. Yeah. And I was in the water level... Oh, and yeah. when oh, you're yeah. when you're fighting that bo- when you're fighting the boss of that level and he's he's slamming the totem poles and you you're trying to jump on the arrows to actually hit him it was at that moment where I'm like hold on something doesn't feel right i know when i'm playing as sonic i can hit this guy what the hell is going on like that that moment that is the the exact point where i realized oh this guy's balanced differently <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh, I think that was our lot. A lot of us to be like, because you could like, there's like subtle things you might be reacting to subconsciously prior to that point. But yeah, that is definitely like the that is the the tipping point for a lot of us. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I see the difference. It, it, and yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm with you there too. That was that was there for me too. Because like, especially for me, the reason that that was where I identified it the most, I think, is because like, remember, I played Sonic Two a lot before I ever owned the thing. But I didn't have that experience of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I, I got that on the on the GameCube. So it was like the 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 younger 
uh, more more small little kid part of my brain was like, this this feels wrong. This does not feel like how it was when I was whatever age I was playing at my friend's house. But it's uh, I I do. While it does feel uh, when you're when you're playing as Knuckles, it does feel like you can't get to the same spots as Tails. It does feel like it's a lot more fun to get mm-hmm. to different areas as Tails. Not to mention just in general, there's areas, especially in uh, not. I know this is going to a thing we talked about in the previous episode. Uh, there's places, especially in Marvel Garden, where playing as Knuckles just makes more sense because you can just get through parts of the environment that are dead ends for other characters. Um, I didn't, I don't, I can't think of many other places where that's the case outside of Marble Garden to my knowledge, uh, where it feels like there's just a dead end randomly that like Knuckles doesn't have that problem. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think I just, think that's the only spot I'm thinking about. Yeah. But I think my, my biggest thing with Knuckles is that it, it does feel better when you're playing it because when you're when you're playing as tails it definitely feels like you're playing the quote easy mode of the game right but it's also there's nothing fun about flying by hammering the a button repeatedly uh to keep your altitude you're just playing the helicopter game but it's not fun when you're doing it with knuckles at least it feels like there's a little bit more thought that has to go into how you're navigating the environment because you go oh i want to get to this ledge but uh, there's a lip right under it, and I can't do anything there. So I need to get up this hill on the left-hand side so I can get just enough air so I can glide over here so that I can hit there and see if there's something up there. And there might not even be. But there's just that little bit of extra thought that goes into playing Knuckles that definitely makes him a lot more fun than Tails, despite him being a little more limited in his flight capabilities. But like that's, it's, all, it's all checks and balances, though, isn't it? Because Tails, yeah, I mean, you sacrifice a, a lot of that, that momentous speed with the ability to explore and, you know, full-on avoid some obstacles through a lot of this playthrough. And I, I gotta say, I, I definitely didn't appreciate Tails as much when I was a kid because, yeah, I, I keep forgetting Sonic 3 is the first time he actually has the ability to fly around because he couldn't do that in Sonic 2 despite the animation showing that off. Yep. And being able to, you know, carry Sonic up with you if you had two players going. Like, there's a lot of clever stuff there. And yes, it's the checks and balances because it's easy mode for Sonic as opposed to Knuckles where, yeah, that that marriage between the gliding and climbing and, you know, the the base, you know, rolly ball speed stuff, that all flows together a little bit better because the when you start flying with Tails... Like that momentum's just gone in an instant, as opposed yeah. to Knuckles, where I mean, yeah, if you run into a, a wall and start climbing up it, that's gone as well. But like the gliding, it just it all works together in a much more fun experience, I want to say. But at the same time, I do appreciate how much of that environment is built with him in mind when you do play through with him, because yeah, they understood like you could technically break the game with some of these moves, so he's gonna jump a little bit, not quite as high, and some of his levels are just going to be flat out different because yes, if you're an experienced veteran player, you're going to have a new experience. And that, that was rad. I mean, it also kind of uh, goes to showcase one of the things that we talked about in the last episode, how this game is an entire package, not just Sonic and Knuckles, but as an entire package, it marries a lot of the, the speed factor of Sonic two with a lot of the verticality of Sonic CD. And that lends itself really well to knuckles and that's kind of showcased a lot 
when you're playing as Knuckles in this, when you're playing as Knuckles in this game, it feels like there's a lot more to do than when you're playing as Knuckles in, say, Sonic 2. Like, just in general, one of those games is designed more for you to have more blinding speed. The other one's designed for you to have that and also having platforming and also having levels that are stacked really, really high. Yeah, you could tell the attention was was paid more to to Knuckles. He was the new hip fun. Well, I don't know about fun. Oh, I mean, technically fun, but like he's he just a cool new character. Yeah, he's the cool new character. He got a lot of love. He got a lot of attention. Um, actually, when I think about Sonic Adventure Two, I mean it's a little bit different because yeah, Shadow got a lot of attention, but it was just more Sonic. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> His there, in fact, actually Shadow does less than Sonic. He doesn't get yeah. a bounce bracelet. Yeah, so yeah, he's just in general, he he does less and he has so fewer so, levels. Wait, serious? Are you are you saying that Shadow the Hitchhog's a bitch ass motherfucker? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am. That man pissed on my wife. That was one of the comparisons, and I'll probably talk about it in a video coming up uh, in terms of like these Sonic rivals and everything. That was something I always and I, I'll flat out say this. I know I'm a classic fan. I fucking love shadow's design i'm not so invested in i think he's a little bit too op in the adventure mm -hmm. games i think he's a little bit i, I don't know I, just a, a bit too much of him i think they had he, too much focus on him but he, he has ever the slightest dose of cringe i mean to be fair also like knuckles is treated as a distinct character with a distinct power set whereas shadow is is and this is coming from somebody who loves shadow shadow is them going what if sonic had other superpowers as well well that's the problem though because knuckles is brought in with the the core idea is to be like the polar opposite of sonic in terms of strength and everything with with his design but he's built with mechanics in mind I don't see that with Shadow. Like, the first thing he literally does is the exact opposite of what Sonic does. He stops everything. Like, that's yeah. his power. We're going to stop and, everything. And Everyone it's a stop. power you can't even use in the game unless you are in multiplayer, in which case Sonic gets it too. And yeah, it's, it's not exactly fun. <laughs> and he's, uh, that's the thing, is that, like, Shadow is interchangeable with Sonic. You could play any Shadow level as Sonic in that game. However, there are Sonic levels that you could not get through as Shadow. Yeah, and it's and 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 to be fair, this is not an intentional design thing. Uh, but it is it is weird that that's how Adventure Two treats Shadow versus like how they would treat Shadow later. When you go back and look at Sonic and Knuckles. And they go, okay, but when you're playing as Tails, you get access to all of this. And But when you're playing as Knuckles, you get access to all of this. Like, the the idea in mind was not to just have you go through the Sonic level again in the same way. The idea in mind was, let's have you go through and, and do some unique things. Let's have you go through and do things you simply could not do as the other character. And I... I'm not going to lie, like, don't get me wrong. Adventure 2 is my favorite Sonic game. It's probably one of my favorite games of all time next to Resident Evil 4. But it is kind of sad to look back on it versus this game and realize, like, from a game design perspective, they had a much better philosophy going forward with Knuckles when it came to game mechanics. And mm. I don't... 
I I hate it when I'm having to like think about that because I'm just like there's there's nothing unique even nowadays honestly there's nothing unique about playing Shadow in comparison because when you play Shadow well, even in something like Sonic Forces it's just a reskin. Well, depending on the game, I mean Sonic's not exactly taking out a Glock and you know busting some people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, like the only unique mechanics Shadow's really brought to the table, I'd say were in his game, and I would say it's a detriment to the overall core fundamentals and, of what these games are supposed to be I, let's, um, again i'm not trying to shit on shadow here this shouldn't be a shadow podcast specifically yeah I just bring him up in comparison to what i appreciate about knuckles and the priorities of these developers which was this is a video game and the priority needs to be game mechanics more than anything else and that knuckles is going to be screams that and that is always going to be the most important thing for me when it comes to sonic the hedgehog I get the importance of the characters. I do video. I I have a living thanks to you guys because I talk about how important these characters are. But in terms of like these rival characters, I think that is. I'll talk about Shadow a different time. This is just what I really appreciate about about Knuckles. He was just fully formed in design, in narrative, and most importantly, mechanics. It was so much fun to play him when he first came out, and I forever will be grateful for this game for doing that we should probably i I, probably i'm assuming you want us to get moving on here i I was gonna say let's get back to sonic 3 and knuckles (laughs) yeah (laughs) i agree we'll save the shadow stuff for sonic adventure 2 which will yes i mean to be fair we have actually been decently on point because at this point we're doing a a character yeah it's a character comparison study let's move back to sonic 3 and knuckles yeah so um Guys, want to get started with the levels? I mean, we already kind of brushed on Mushroom Hill quite a bit. I've, yeah, I feel uh, like we've already covered it's Mushroom Hill. It's worth noting that Sonic and Knuckles definitely, like, if you treat it as a separate game, it doesn't make the same initial impression as Sonic 3, because, I mean, for starters, you don't have that opening cutscene. You do have one if uh, shortly, into, shortly into the level, but um, you don't necessarily get that same lead-in like you do with Sonic 3. But Fair. I mean, that's further evidence that this is a middle chapter rather than like, well, or, or a finale, a part two, than it is its own game. It's further evidence that Sonic 3 and Knuckles is the whole package as it was meant to be played. Um, and it's also like you don't get that lead in introduction to Knuckles either. When you first see him in Sonic and Knuckles, if you're playing as Sonic, he's not really getting up to anything too mischievous. He's got something to hide because he's hiding that like um, the Super Emerald Shrine. But like, you know, you don't necessarily see him as this force working against you this time. Well, I mean, you... there, no, there, is a, there is a tonal shift, but I feel like um, when you see the Chamber of the Master Emerald, there's kind of a different feeling of Knuckles and what his uh, position in the story is. Now, that being said, um, I'm, I'm kind of influenced by the fact that I was already familiar with Knuckles and where he would end up with and what his dichotomy would be with the rest of the cast later on uh, going into this. I had that retrospect to go off of. A newer player might not get that. But for me, it was just kind of like I felt a shift when you got to the to the and Knuckles levels and then you see Knuckles there versus um, what I what I got from him seeing him in the earlier stuff. It yeah. does. Yeah. I I. I, I kind of share the exact same experience where Wayne is concerned because I played this game after having played Adventure 2 and after having like seen some of the stuff on Adventure 1, at least, you know, at that point. Uh it it did give me the perspective that like I was watching 
a character backstory for him more like when I was playing through his his stuff for Mushroom Hill um, more than like this being a, a new unique experience for me because it's I, I experienced them in the reverse order than, the, than, the, than when they were intended. Mm. Um, but I think where, where Mushroom Hill is concerned, we did talk about that a lot. I do have to say there is one mechanic in this level that I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, and it's the the kind of like see, not seesaw, but the uh, the pulley mechanic. The pulleys. Yeah, I I'm not a huge fan of these things. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I feel like anytime you do them, you just kind of come to a stop. Yeah, I said that last week. I think when I said that I don't think Mushroom Hill is quite as good of an opener as Angel Island. At the same time, I'd say it's more of a mechanically functional level with an Angel Angel Island feel is more like. A playable cutscene in a way and i'm not saying that in a bad way i'm saying that more in like reference to it feels much more plot sensitive than what we have with mushroom hill which was more like a sonic level if you get me like it feels yeah, more like you're going it's more through with challenges along the way yeah yeah and, and that makes sense yeah. though mm. yeah and i yeah, no. actually and i i've uh i've come to praise like this this stuff in in mushroom hill specifically because um I think it functions like Green Hill does in different ways where there's just a lot of stuff here that it's like a literal playground. Like you're just kind of here to experiment with the environment in, in different ways. Some of it's a little needless, but I don't really think they they built this with like a, with like a speedrunner in mind. I really do think they, uh, they took a step back from how zippy the like Sonic 2 was. Um, just so you know, help the player realize, like, yeah, you, you just have fun here. Just stick around here before you get to the end. Like, no, there's no crazy rush. You got ten minutes. It, You're fine. It, it feels like the. It definitely feels like this is the part where the narrative kind of just takes a break for a second. It's yeah, just like, it here's feels, your breather. Yeah, like it, it's like a breather after launch base. But another thing I will say to the credit of this as a two part game, as like two split parts and everything, it doesn't have any stupid fucking difficulty spikes like sonic 2 had for example so I... like if sonic 3's launch based zone had been as absurd of a difficulty spike as like metropolis or or fucking uh sky whatever the fuck it was like um yeah you'd, you'd have a bit of a problem going from that to this or it's like a breather kind of thing but it's like imagine if they followed that difficulty up because sonic games or any game it tends to get a little more difficult as it goes along with Sonic 3 and Knuckles, it feels like there's new challenges constantly approaching, but they don't feel like they're ramping it up too much in difficulty. It still feels like there's a really strong sense of progression between each level in these two games. Yeah, I've I got mixed feelings about the the overall difficulty when it comes to this because yeah, like the the general idea is things become more challenging the more you carry on with your adventure. Sonic and Knuckles does not do that. Um you have like I could describe it kind of like a bridge, like the like the Golden Gate Bridge, where you got like peaks and then valleys and, and things of that nature. Cause I'd say like the most challenging portions of Sonic 3 would be Marble Garden and then portions of Act 2 of uh Carnival Night. And then hmm. the most challenging sections of uh this, again, this is just my my personal experience with it. The most challenging sections of Sonic and Knuckles was uh the Wow, Sandopolis, Sandopolis before you do. before you really understand how that that world functions cuz the your first time through it um even first couple times through it is insanely stressful uh, especially if you started with that Knuckles. you that you have to get your head around but it's like Knuckles is kind of the hard mode and like Tails is like the easy mode 
and like i think it's quite smart because like when i look at these games overall i wouldn't say that it's like i wouldn't say launch base zone is much more difficult than um than fun labyrinth zone and i wouldn't say that uh uh, flying battery zone is much harder than launch base zone and stuff it's a really nice steady thing of there's new challenges you have to work your head around but from a hands-on practical perspective none of these are that much harder like it stays at a nice level of difficulty after fun labyrinth zone yeah, and I think that comes down more to you coming to master the general mechanics of these characters more than anything else. Yeah. Because um, once you do that, and this is, again, this is what I preach about Sonic 3 and Knuckles, is for any of the classic Sonic games, is all four of them have you go through a very different kinds of environments. Sonic 2 does not have the same level design of Sonic 1. And while I've compared Sonic 1 and Sonic CD, that's still vastly different in terms of what you're supposed to do for... I mean, the general goals are still the same, but the time travel, the general layout, it's all different, but you're all still... They've not really changed the mechanics since game one. And all you're doing at this point is just going through different jungle gyms and testing your abilities in in different ways. And I love that about these games. It's also like, let's say that um, they did the same thing with Sonic 2. Let's say that Sonic 2 was split into two games. So you've got Sonic 2 and Sonic and Tails, and you mix Sonic 2 and Tails. But like, um, let's say like Sonic and Tails starts at like just like Oil Ocean or something. Like, that's going to be a significantly less fun half of that game. Because yeah. after that, you've yeah. got Metropolis. And like, fortunately, Sonic and Knuckles doesn't suffer from that problem. In that, I would say. Maybe like once you get to flying battery, there's a little jump up in difficulty, but it's nothing unreasonable. Whereas like if you started a new game where the second level is literally Metropolis, you'd dismiss that game. You'd just be like, fuck this. I do have to say just from like an aesthetic level, um, and and this does come from playing playing Sonic 2 first. Uh, I do like the I do like the transition from here is your like really green, really nice first, you know, quote, quote, first level, because to me, this was a, a standalone game at first uh, right. to flying battery zone, which to me felt like this game's version of chemical plant in terms of like, oh, OK, so you've gone from the really nice outdoorsy green level and now you are sitting in the middle of, a, of, of an Eggman base. Congratulations. You're now here. Uh, this is a little sooner than you thought it was going to be, but don't worry. You won't have any nightmares about purple liquid here. Um, I, I did actually no appreciate water that. In it, is there? There's no water in the second this, half. This is one of the no, few levels with no water. That's interesting because like Sonic 3, I think every level has a little water in it. Whereas except for Marble Sonic Garden. Knuckles, yeah, except for Marble Garden. Whereas like you move into Sonic and Knuckles and there's no water whatsoever to be found. Right. There's lava. Um, there's sand. What I thought was kind of brilliant, I mean, I think Ice Cap would kind of go against what I was about to say, which was like, I, I feel like they're just changing the environments enough. Like, well, maybe you're just getting a little bit more elevated on the island. Like, well, I mean, how much more elevated can you be when you're on fucking Ice Cap? So yeah. never mind that particular notion. But I do appreciate that. Like, um, yeah, like I, I do still, I will argue forever that this is all one big game. But I, I do appreciate there are some different different like design uh for these these levels in terms of if you're going to consider them package and yeah water is a heavy emphasis in part one and then the bubble shield is just kind of useless in part two I mean, it's 6.2 <laughs> so, 6. out of 10 too much water 
it's also just nice to have like a breather actually like if you look at it as one game like after launch base you've got i've um, always yeah i've always considered that yeah mushroom hill and it's it's nice to take a breather after the intensity like it's mainly story intensity because i would not say that launch base is a particularly difficult stage but like yeah. you know as far as story is concerned and as well as that having three bosses or if you play it as sonic 3 and knuckles it's only got two bosses i'm going to say this they could have afforded well, to keep big arm in there yeah but i mean if you are playing with uh, knuckles. with knuckles it is yeah. uh it's you're not back to hard same, though it's also harder with knuckles because he doesn't have the insta shield you can glide them though yeah you, but that's hard it does like, take precision if, if, yeah yeah, yeah. You're, yeah right, you're right it, it takes precision <laughs> the now that i mentioned the the insta shield it only makes things easier if you are decent with your uh with your hand-eye coordination and your yeah reflexes. i find insta shield really makes things pretty easy to cheese when it comes to the boss fights you know what now you know i know we're i know we're kind of jumping between this like mechanics and levels and everything but that's something we did not talk about last time and that's something I think we overlooked because I definitely overlooked that as a kid. Insta Shield can be a fucking game breaker if you know how to use that thing. Oh yeah, oh I, it's a godsend. Like I, when I go to other Sonic games that are like classic Sonic games but aren't Sonic Three, I miss it. And it's like I do too. Yeah, my frustration I, is like with Sonic Mania, we've got the option of Insta Shield or Drop Dash, but I'm just like, is it too much to ask for both? Like you got to hold it for Drop Dash. So maybe just a tap option to get that insta shield in there. I or a controller built with three buttons in mind, which Sonic Mania is trying to emulate. You'd think would use <laughs> all three buttons in a in a more meaningful way instead of all three buttons doing the same freaking thing. Wait, yeah, we'll let you back on the train. <laughs> what? But like, I I will say where the insta shield's concerned. Um, my my first time with it was you know still sonic advance so like i had that i had that idea in my head of like oh enemies with spikes are just insta shield puzzles <laughs> i'm just gonna jump at it and tap a and if i get it right i don't lose my rings Woo! <laughs> i think um but yeah also we didn't i don't think we mentioned much in terms of did we talk about the shields like the elemental shields yes because that's we, also we quite a major upgrade we yeah. talked we talked about them a little bit yesterday uh not yesterday fuck yesterday on sunset city but a week ago in in real time um but like i think we mostly just talked about the bubble shield last time yeah and now we got time for the top 20 things that sonic 3 introduced that sonic 4 for some reason dropped <laughs> but um well i mean sonic 4 did but if you think about it 3d sonic has incorporated everything that the shields brought to the table in some form or fashion yeah no they have i'm just saying like sonic 4 like come on you can't even get I mean, sonic, in there. fuck sonic 4 we'll, we'll uh, talk about sonic 4 at later yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, so, like, um, the 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 uh, lightning shield gets introduced in a lot of other sonic games the double jump from it is in colors and forces kind of the the fire shield is literally the progenitor of the homing attack yeah fire shields the the early version of the homing attack and, and boost and boost no you're not you're not wrong about that um and boost also has its own bubble shield the bounce bubble shields the bounce bracelet yeah like turned into the stomp. that inspiration come in there uh what was i gonna say though i had another point i wanted to oh uh also level transitions the transitions between levels the way the we i don't think we talked about how the gold plate comes falling down and you can get bonuses out of it that was a really nice upgrade oh yeah you're gonna be honest. Gonna... i'm gonna be awesome it's like satisfying but like when i was a kid i always wanted to see more of sonic speed incorporated with the endings there's like in my brain, I'd be like, wow, would it be cool if you ran past a building and there was like a big robotic sign, but like his speed, like forced the sign to come off and under it was like some sonic graffiti. That'd be pretty sick. 
I mean, you could do that. That would work quite well. Um, I mean, I'm surprised but... we didn't get any of that. Okay, now I'm angry. Hold on, Nick. You just hear Jet Set Radio music playing. You just explained something that could have been used for literally any environmental storytelling in Sonic Forces, and it was never fucking you. That whole Holy game. Holy shit, that would have been way better. Yeah. That whole yeah, game. That where... The equivalent to like the gold plate, and it goes from an Eggman face to a to a uh, resistance logo but like oh, yeah, that would have been awesome like like think about it the whole aesthetic of that game is like uh workers rights propaganda from russia Whoa. the whole thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you're that. right yeah so All just right. like having we'll the graffiti it, come on we'll we'll pull it back we had the f word now for the episode that's great <laughs> um but i also really liked how rather than fade to black the level would pick up where the previous act left off yeah. Um it makes yeah. it feel bigger. I love it, that about it. It all it also makes it feel like your progress from the previous level carries over because like if you if you do get that bonus shield from the uh, goalpost, you get to carry that over into the next into the next act. And that it makes it feel like what you did in the last like in the last act actually matters a lot. Also bonus stages were a fun, you know, literal bonus. Um I, like, I do think know. I do think it's funny that people apparently had issues with the uh that like magnetism mechanic in Sonic Mania, and yet that was literally used back in the bonus stages here. But it's My like I, I talked about it before in a video, but like that that really surprisingly threw me off as a kid for a long time. A lot of this stuff did. Um I think a lot like of us who meant to be a special stage if you're going into it with like Sonic 2 logic, like Well, like a lot of it is um I mean, yeah, part of that is trying to figure it out, but I think a lot of us also kind of just overlook a lot of that because we don't really need any of that stuff anymore. Uh, we don't really need to bother with the continues or extra lives or a whole lot because like, all right, yeah, I'm going to sit down and play Song Three Knuckles and I'll have it done, you know, in a couple hours. But like when you're a kid, like that stuff becomes very, very important. And I appreciate like how much effort went into all of the different bonus stages, like the pinball one, not pinball, I'm sorry, the what is that stupid thing? I have one right oh, behind me, a little gumball machine. I that was that really one. clever. I that love, everyone loves that. How, how every single yeah, yeah. time you, you knock it down a, a notch and it's like, here's a new bonus. Here's a new one. But then there's also, there's Sonic and Knuckles reintroduces the Sonic 1 style of special stage with some Casino Night mechanics in there as well, which I thought was really cool and a nice way of bringing that style of special stage back. Hey, actually, you know, instead of just typing this in, I'm just going to answer this real quick. And I apologize. I know we have super chats to really pick apart here. Um, this is a quick question. Uh, I want to go round table here real quick for people. Yeah. Smoothie was asking how you should play this. Should you play Sonic 3 by itself first or Sonic 3 and Knuckles? I'd say Sonic 3 and Knuckles at this point, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, there's, the there's not a reason game. not to. Yeah. Like, that's how it was meant to be played. That's effectively like, like your director's cut, if you will. So, like. I yeah. I think the I think the best way is like you play it as Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And if you really enjoyed it, then play the two pieces separately so you can play it kind of how a lot of us experienced it first. But you you do that as a novelty after you've played the full game. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. like the most intriguing one to play separate is Sonic 3, just because it has its own little mid-game ending effectively. Yeah. And um, you know, you get the different musical cues as well, which I do like better. But like um, yeah, like the big epic moments are, are in part two though, and that's gonna yeah, like the I like how the ending of Sonic Three is just like, well, that's that. Just kind of jumps at the screen. Like you might as well have <laughs> jump at the screen, and the text comes up and says, "Well, that's it then." 
I uh, also got to say, that was like the saddest looking fucking like Sonic end screen I've ever seen. It's, it's just... so funny. There's no build up to it. It's like, no, well, yeah, here's here's that part where he jumps at the screen as per tradition. And like the <laughs> lamest looking Super Sonic out of all of them, too. I yeah, he just got his little thumb up. He's just like, yeah, I got to say, as much as I love yeah. Sonic 3 and Knuckles ending, <laughs> the, the anime ass uh, Sonic 2 supersonic like blasting at the screen with his quills just flapping it just i that's my favorite of all the renders for... i just like i like the dolphins if you get the proper ending of sonic 3 and knuckles you get <laughs> little dolphins following them um but okay let's uh let's talk a little bit about uh flying battery zone sure it's a it's a zone all right like i i don't think it's special this one um i like that you can see kind of like the animal capsules. I like that there's a little lore to it in that the, the animal capsules are in there and you jump on some of them and they produce enemies instead. And I think one of the bosses is literally one of those capsules as well. Yep. They did some cool things with that, but overall I'm like, yeah, okay, it's all right. It's, it's a zone. I saw it as a reinterpretation of... Uh, Wing Fortress. God. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Wing Fortress Zone. I saw it too. Yeah, which wasn't just wasn't as bullshitty as as that level could be. Oh, it's better, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I thought it was fun. I had a lot of fun energy, a lot of chemical plant vibes as well. If you're playing it as Sonic and Knuckles on its own, just that drastic shift in the environment, and uh, yeah, I I really did like that. It just felt like the kind of the behind the scenes of uh, Robotnik's Empire, like how things worked. Like we, we didn't we didn't see a whole lot of that. Now I'm thinking about it. I kind of want to figure out what those fucking monitors are from. Very quick tangent as well. Um, I think Flying Battery is one of the few zones that the original game did better than the Mania version. A lot of people feel... argue differently. Relax, Relax did a, a video comparing the two of them about what they did differently. I've not... I, I have to admit, I don't remember Mania's quite as well currently. So I, Mania's I doesn't seem to have quite as much of the behind the scenes of Robotnik's schemes to it, you know? Like... Well, maybe. But I also... Uh, I kind of like that it seems to be the same airship that bombed Angel Island is. Like, you're going aboard that as well, like... Yeah, that's a like good a... point. No, that's that's something I thought about as a kid. You're completely right there. That would have been really cool if they did more with that. That's, it looks like the same thing. And that would make sense, too, because that was originally going to be earlier on in Sonic 3. Hmm. Here's the funny so that makes question. Sense. Do you think the airship from Rooftop Run in Generations is the flying battery? It's it's pretty much been confirmed it is, yeah. It's way too small, though. Well, no, it's, it's just cramming in more. It's it's the AAA version of flying battery. <laughs> well, the original was a D. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Um, I had a point. Cirrus has gone for a shot. I finally get like one one uh, one thing I wanted to say and then I forgot what it was. Serious poo cam win. Win? No. <laughs> I um I did like the the mini boss. We did have, wow, we did miss a lot last week. How do we feel about mini bosses? Mini bosses are a good uh are a good thing, I think. I, I like that um we're kind of seeing Eggman take the opportunity to create bagniks that are a little rougher around the edges that can uh, kind of handle a bit more on their own that he uh, sends after Sonic before just trying to, like, do it himself. Mini-bosses were a good upgrade. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm into it. It, it kind of, um, 
and again it's just like it adds to the creativity it's just kind of like always making you wonder what am i uh at the end of any act not even just at the end of a, a stage but like um yo like what am i gonna run into at the end of this like what what has he got up his sleeve this time Vote yes on poo cam, guys. You're not doing that. <laughs> no! Why, why are you trying to corrupt these beautiful people? They're not beautiful. They're Sonic fans. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, let's get that nah down. Get the ye up, okay? Come on. Don't be lame. Um, there was one section, I remember this as a kid, something that really confused me for a second until it... Uh, showed itself and that was the the missiles actually damaging the the base itself to reveal the next section i remember being really confused for a little bit there. Oh, I, I played knuckles yeah. and i was like well that's not working i'm gonna climb up and see what the fuck's going on here um uh, it was clever but um yeah i think they fixed that in mania where it just like it happens the first time a, a couple of missiles hit yeah which i mean it's it's a, an iconic thing also, like they got really devilish with how they hid uh hid their rings after they were done with with Angel. I, a oh, lot it of gets Sonic harder in, the, general. in in Sonic and Knuckles. It's vicious, man. It, it gets harder to find the the secret rings to like get into the bonus stages, and then the bonus stages are harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those ones um, for flying batteries specifically, I did not know where those were until I was an adult. I mm. had to look up how to get to. A lot of those ones because you have to actually uh, push aside some some spikes to drop down and uh, for like two of them specifically i know that i think there are some other ones i just i couldn't recreate the the route immediately off the top of my head but how do i delete a poll so that Cirrus doesn't see it i mean you have to let him see it i don't want him to see it why don't you want him to see it why, why do you, you want to see his poo no, but don't, I don't want him I, to I, see I that thought, you want to see it no i thought that Cirrus's poo cam would get a resounding positive response, but it didn't. It did. Why I would you? No, no, no. The win is nah. The, pe the people voted sixty-one percent on nah. It needed oh. to. Be yes. I oh. expected them. I expected them to say yes because I thought they were cool, but apparently not. <laughs> and now the Cirrus is going to come back and think the people don't want Poocam when I am trying to run a democratic channel here, but they're voting wrong. <laughs> I you know, Sonic's got a poo poo finish. Let's so just, we've uh, got a no, okay. We've got the, the poo cam electoral college. Can we get a lot of <laughs> can we get a lot of messages in the live chat just to push that up so that we can't see it anymore? I wanted make... Cirrus to be able to talk about flying battery, but he really does poop. And he's for like having a long move. This is why we need the poo cam. At least we could be entertained by watching his moans. I, I, if I've learned anything from today after my horrific tickly coughs and Cirrus having to drop a dunker for the entirety of an episode, there's maybe no more McDonald's before we start the show. You know, though, like, if you have a quarter pounder with cheese and fries, the poo always comes out just right. Alright, next time we're doing Taco Bell. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cirrus will never get him out of the toilet. He'll need a wheelchair by the end of it. No, he'll be pooing. He'll get it all out of the system before the show even starts. It'll be perfect. <laughs> the train headed for Sunset City is flooded. Is just shooting right out of his asshole. We, we are so. Having... <laughs> God, I just, I just recommended this podcast to a friend yesterday, and I'm just like, God, I hope you're not listening right now. <laughs> All right, well, we can't keep doing this forever. Uh, let's quit mulling about. Um, yeah, Sandopolis.
how we feel about that uh i i am half and half on it there's parts of it where i'm just like hey this is really neat and you don't see a lot of sonic levels like this and then uh the other parts of it i'm just like i'm really glad we don't see other sonic levels like this yeah. um it's <laughs> uh, yeah, i, I think it's one creative. Is nice. act two yeah it is definitely creative i agree with you there i, I actually kind of a, i kind of like act two a little bit more believe it or not i actually do too yeah my kind of thing with Sandophilus, fuck, Sandophilus. <laughs> well, we know how you like, feel about it. No, no, no. My thing is like, can we do this again, just different? Like, just don't do it this way, but like, you know, like your concept is there and there's something to it, which I really like. Can we just make it a little less, uh, you know, shit? I thought it was fine for what it was, but I mean, they did go back to this quite hard. A large chunk of Sonic Adventure 2 feels like Sandopolis to me. But but it's fair and fun and consistently paced. Sure it is. Sure it is. Funny. The atmosphere, you got ghosts, okay, I'll give you that. And there is a pyramid involved. I, I, I don't, we're not getting into Sonic Adventure 2 right now. I don't want to hurt anybody's We got the feelings. Batman ghosts, though, in um, Sonic 3. Yeah. Batman's uh, parents are just around that fucking pyramid for some reason. Um, I a lot like of people that. Don't, don't talk. Don't talk Act One enough. I feel like I. It's fun. It act makes one. me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Just the the wavy lines. Like I feel like uh, just. It's, oh yeah, just no. It hard. looks. I remember looking at Act One, thinking, "Oh boy, I'm in for an interesting experience here." And then playing through, it like, "Well, this is all very fair. This is all fine." The boss fight was also pretty cool. And then when I got to Act 2, I was like, oh, this is why people don't like this. Because it's one of those things where it's like Labyrinth Zone, but slightly better. But it's like, they were like, huh, <laughs> this is Labyrinth 2. And not the fun Labyrinth that we had in Sonic 3. No, no, no. This is Sonic 1's Labyrinth, but like different and better, but still not nice. It's, it's soundtrack for that level is so very fitting and one i never want to listen to like on my own time <laughs> but then you go over to like uh team sonic racing and like that remix is oh just yeah amazing. it's like we're celebrating that infamous fucking area like we need more like sonic no we don't actually but like if we're gonna have any more sonic historical celebrations we need a little bit more labyrinth representation i i, I don't think mind I them do going back that. I'm fine with it. Well, no, like I what I liked about early Sonic and I, you know, whatever my misgivings of Sonic Adventure 2 aside, I do appreciate them, especially like I think about Ice Cap and um, it's all the pyramid shit that they've used going forward. Ooh, I so like them going back. back to these themes. Yeah, he said that it's, and it's making the McDonald's jokes we made. We oh, already okay. made the McDonald's jokes on air for you, sirs. So don't even worry about it. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Cool. Got it. They know you were taking a shit. But I like that they Thanks, go back guys. to these these themes and ideas, like the this puzzly trap ridden ancient tomb, and they don't they don't just abandon it because people whined about it from Sonic and Knuckles. I like that they keep going back to these ideas, and kind of improve. Sure, I'll I'll give you improving occasionally, pop here, but you know, going back and trying them out in different ways. So, yeah, I I I'm don't not hate Sandopolis. I'm not averse to them trying the idea again. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and, and there are fun concepts there. I like, uh, I like. hey, trigger this uh, sands to start falling so that like it, it's kind of like an otter scroll where you have to 
keeping pace with like the uh, the place filling up with sand as you're running through it. I like the I like the light yeah. and dark mechanic. It kind of gives you something to keep, uh, keep an eye out for throughout the the whole level. And if you're paying enough attention, like you shouldn't have too much trouble with it. But it kind of still keeps you on your toes. I feel like the light gonna, and dark mechanic is... die part one. Yeah, your first time you're going to die. I feel like the so, light. Yeah. I was sorry, going. So I was going to say, coasters. I just feel like the light. I feel like the light and dark mechanic, as neat as it is, um, I think that it literally is just a retooled version of the breath mechanic for underwater. Yeah, it, it's it's the exact same mechanic but we're not moving slowly and we're looking for an item that is a little more visible than bubbles. And the music is less anxiety inducing because it doesn't have it, a drowning. Music. Yeah. <laughs> it still, still gives you a clever kind of anxiety like this. I mean, Sonic and Knuckles does not have any water in it, but they put all of that anxiety into this one level. That being said though, if you miss the countdown, the ghosts aren't, that hard to deal with that's true it's actually. not an it's not instant kill, kill. It just... spirits. something i also kind of wanted to we're all just talking over each other wayne what did you say and please don't eat my ass spirits oh don't all right, worry Bob, your turn. for that that's that's uh that's what i'm here for but um <laughs> so basically uh what i was going to kind of say is like where i think sandopolis gets it right where labyrinth didn't is like if you especially also if you look at uh marble garden which is my least favorite in sonic 3 those might be my least favorite levels but they remember one thing and that's to have lots of slopes and hills for sonic to actually make use of his speed mm. you don't have that in levels like labyrinth except act three but again there's water so you're not even in control of your speed there like they do at least incorporate speed related gameplay into it it's got a good balance which i do appreciate um i uh yeah, like Sandopolis is my least favorite of Sonic and Knuckles. And if you put Sonic 3 and Knuckles together, then it's my least favorite there as well. But I really do respect what they were going for. And I do think it is an upgrade on the Labyrinth Zone concept. But I think the biggest thing with it is the time over screen. <laughs> like that is what bugs me the most. Because it really is the definition of a labyrinth. You know, there's a specific way out of this. And yeah. it's, it's quite tricky to pinpoint. Yeah, there's. I, I can understand everybody being frustrated with it. I definitely had those frustrations as a kid. Also, if you're, if you're doing get... this on Sonic and Knuckles standalone, it's a lot worse because Sonic and Knuckles doesn't have a save feature by itself. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, this. I will say this though, like if there's not going to be a save feature, I do appreciate that this level is number three and not like further down the line. Like I feel like this would have gotten Metropolis levels of hate if it was pushed towards the the end of the adventure as opposed to where it is currently. Uh, get it out of the way quickly. <laughs> do you think the reason for not having a save feature in Sonic and Knuckles might have been something to do with compatibility with Sonic 3? Maybe if they had... One, a save 100%, 100%. Easily. A 100%. Yeah. So what if they did a re-release called Sonic and Knuckles and Save? <laughs> Sonic and <laughs> Knuckles and Save. For those that didn't buy Sonic 3. I mean, yeah, that's called the, that's called the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. That's called uh, Sonic and Get Good. They're fucking rhetorical. Well, I hate that they give you a rhetorical answer. I I really, I'm going to, I know this is kind of a little off topic. I am so unbelievably furious that that fucking collection doesn't allow you to combine the games. Which one? The Genesis one? Yeah, Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection, the 360 PS3. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. Well, fingers crossed that Sonic Origins will make it right, and I think they will. I think oh, they, they said they will, yeah. won't they? I mean, I, I'm yeah. glad the Steam version at least uh, gives you the option. Yeah, yeah the and then Steam if you get like, them. if you get like the Nintendo Switch uh, or like PS4 Genesis Classic Collection, you don't even get Sonic Three or Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> That's the worst version of it. <laughs> the I mean, I, I think we should probably talk about that stuff a little bit later on in the episode. Um, but just, but just going back to the uh, the levels itself, because we don't have too much to go through, but this is where things really start picking up. I really love Lava Reef. I really, really, I really love oh, Lava, Lava Reef. It's especially so, also I love from the, like a storytelling perspective. I also love the background music of Act Two. Yeah, that that transition between Act One and Act Two is something truly special it's something and it's still like a daunting part one and two and, and the game is so good about that too is like just kind of differentiating the different versions of of each stage and uh you getting to see like a different side of it in uh each act and uh, that's something i really love about this game and um yeah no it's just like seeing this like really uh this gorgeous like lit up version of this level that you were just running through it is so cool. I also like, though, that it answers where the Death Egg landed as well. You can see in the background the yeah. Death Egg's face peering it's through. It's ominous. Dude, um, it looks I, like it's staring at you when it lights up. I also wanted to, like, uh, other things I love about it is how you can almost see, like, a prototype of the Eggman Robo uh, Kaiju thing. Yes. Where you've got the fingers coming up as well. It's like a precursor to that final boss. It tells you the end is near, you know? Um, yeah. And it's, it's an ominous level. It's... Uh, but also, I just want to point out to a lot of Sonic fans that throw their toys out of the pram every time there's an auto-scrolling segment, Lava Reef had an auto-scrolling segment, and it was fine. It just it, it was fucking incredible. I, yeah. Lava Reef's great. Awesome. Like, I don't really mind auto-scrolls when they're handled well, and I've seen them handled well often. It, the, the main thing is just fucking forces, and it's... Uh, yeah, and it's auto scroller stage because classic Sonic in that game feels like a piece of shit and has the most inaccurate jumps in the world. Auto scrollers, when you've actually got the physics right, are just fine. Yeah, but it's not the entire level. I mean, it's part of the boss challenge. It's it it's part one of this bigger boss fight than we've had before. Lava Reef, in terms of uh, the background storytelling, has everything. Like the best parts of Sonic Three are all in this level. It, it kind of like like you start off in a fiery area that cools down like the opposite effect like when you first started off with angel island where you kind of go into a fiery area granted you're in one by the end of the level with the boss fight but yeah it, it kind of cools down it's got that build up to the death egg like launch base did but it's somehow more ominous than ever before and like this time like you're not there you're right not right not right ah! You're not right next to it. You can't stop it. It You have to watch it, you know, come back to life. And then hell just catches on fire and you're in the middle of this insane boss fight. Right after <laughs> Knuckles definitively, like, he's made, like, definitively, like, knocked you on your ass at this point. Like, he has the high ground. Fucking awesome. I just I, love I, how it was like, Robotnik is wrapping things up now. Like, he's... Yeah. He's going into his end game effectively. I I yep. do think that the uh, the lava in that stage is a bit of an eyesore though. Like during that fight, it is a lot on your eyes. I get that. I get that. I mean, that, I kind of felt that way about uh about the very first stage. I felt that I felt that way about Angel Island Zone in uh 
in Sonic 3, like as soon as the fire's on, and it's not mm. as bad on a CRT. On a CRT, it's it's perfectly fine because it blurs everything together. Uh, and it's not as much of an issue, but it it did kind of hurt my eyes playing it on the Steam version. I'm not in many lie. ways, the visuals were actually designed with CRTs in mind in a lot of these 16-bit games and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. why I like scan lines sometimes. I know I know people get act like that's a super pretentious thing, but I'm like, no, some graphics actually do get enhanced by it because they then, were designed with that. Here's some what you got to do, You got to delay. It's not always, the but every once in a while. Delay the Sonic Origins collection, get the Sonic 2 HD team on it, and make them fucking make these games the most gorgeous they could ever possibly look. Because Sonic 2 HD is just, mm, that's how a game should look. I mean, they they probably do a lot of Sonic 2 HD's team is Sonic Mania's team. I have heard, but I just I wish they had that same art style as Sonic. Oh, 2 I'm HD. not gonna argue that. I'm not gonna argue that in the slightest. I love the idea of playing the box gorgeous. art. That would for be fuck's sake. We have um, the capabilities. Play the box art. We have the we technology. Also... Talk a little about Hidden Palace as well, which I think is interesting that it's like it's the third game in and they've dug up that old mysterious level from Sonic 2 in a in a by name only effectively, because I'll say this. As far as the design and music of that goes, it's not as cool as the Sonic 2 version, but as far as a plot standpoint is concerned, oh yeah, this is a playable cutscene if ever there was one. We've got that little pushover knuckles boss fight, that nice artwork that I only really realized when Nick brought it up in his uh, Sonic Three and Knuckles movie. Oh, the mural. Um, yeah, the mural with like a Sonic owl fighting up against the Death Egg robot. I've thing. been surprised, like how many people have completely missed that when it's like the centerpiece and, and of that. I loosely noticed it, but I was more focused on beating up Knuckles and how That's fair. I think it's that poor guy was. I think it's also like when you compare the actual attention giving to the mural in this game versus the attention that's given in say like Sonic Adventure. It, it feels like in Sonic Adventure, they're like, okay, here's Sonic staring at this, asking questions. Whereas in, in this game, it's more like this is the backdrop of a boss fight and you may or may not pay attention to it. Yeah. yeah. I also just love that. This is also the turning point for knuckles as well. Like this, the story related stuff of just the three of them chasing down Dr. Robotnik now kind of united as like I, a team. I love I like, that. That's a historical moment in the Sonic series. I like that yeah. little moment where they kind of fall down there. And before anything else happens, you just kind of see knuckles like go. Uh, he kind of separates himself from Sonic and tails for just a split second. And you just kind of see him looking at the ground thinking, and it's just him kind of contemplating everything that's gone down and him kind of coming to terms with, um, you know, the, the reality of everything. And then him just kind of like trying to keep himself together and act super cool as he's just like, you know what? Follow me. Let me punch this wall down. And then like uh, because he's like, you know, he's trying to come off as super collected and super capable and everything, even though like he just got like the life shocked out of him by Eggman. And then uh, two seconds later, like you move over to that frame and he's just collapsed like man's exhausted. He was putting up a front like trying to trying to seem capable and like he's on his last legs and he's was... relying on you entirely to help. Considering how limited the storytelling was, there was definitely a certain degree of depth to Knuckles' character. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the, again, the subtle storytelling things, every time he hopped off screen prior to that point, he was just out of sight. He just dipped off somewhere. And this is the first Hi, time. I'm head out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the first time uh, you transition like to over the next screen, yeah, he's he's collapsed. Like 
he he can't do shit anymore. He's he's kind of the first there. time if you're playing as just a Sonic, it's the first time you actually see him have the weakness. Yeah, and somebody pointed this out in the comments back on my old videos too, but like uh Sky Sanctuary, the next level, mm. when he hops off screen, instead of destroying a bridge, he's extending one for you. Like yeah, yeah that's completely tran transitioned into not even like a friendship at this point yet, but you know, he understands that he screwed up and he needs help from this person he's been trying to kill for this entire adventure. <laughs> when it comes to Sky Sanctuary, then, I want to make a quick uh, retrospective comparison here. And I promise I won't go on too much of a uh, tangent here, but I want to talk about what made Sky Sanctuary so great in Sonic 3 and Knuckles and how Sonic Generations in no way recaptured that. Because oh, what, no. what made Sky Sanctuary so incredible was it was effectively a playable cutscene. There's a lot of story stuff going on. Not only that, the reprisal of Eggman's own old inventions being used by the Mecha Sonic. Generations version has none of that, but I do want to praise Generations in this way in that it was the first time we'd had a fully platformer-centric stage for that modern Sonic style of gameplay. And it is still one of my favorite 3D Sonic stages ever. I think, like, modern Sky Sanctuary and stuff is so well-designed that I'm always kind of not mad that it feels like they almost kind of missed the point of what made the stage special. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked it just fine in Generations. Um, I didn't... I mean, obviously, it wasn't going to have the same impact as the original level, you know, what it meant for the story at that point, and... Still managed to have like a lot of fun, uh, goofy little mechanics in there going forward. And I like how many safety nets there are up there. Like there's so many times where I was like, I hopped off, I felt like I was going to die, but nope, there's a another yeah, platform a, there or a jump or a little gust. Or like that's what I love. Yeah, it's like gust, it doesn't yeah. suffer from the wing fortress problem where it's like bottomless pit the level. Like it's also the it flying actually... battery zone problem too, where it's just like, oh okay, I made one mistake. Guess I'll die. But that's only on the bottom layer of flying battery, to yeah, be yeah, fair. Yeah. That's, Whereas, that's like, one section. Yeah. Wing Fortress, the entire thing is, like, you could fall down a bottomless pit at any given moment. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's worth noting definitely where, like, Sonic 3 made big leaps and bounds over Sonic 2. So, fuck you, Gilly. I'm just kidding. We, we love oh you, Gilly. Oh, my God. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Sky Sanctuary is just fantastic. And I remember just the sheer excitement of seeing these old Robotnik machines come back. And... It's like, I don't think re reprising those machines has ever had quite the same impact as it does here, particularly when there's someone else piloting them as well. Like, when it's not Robotnik in there, it's Mechasonic. I, I mean, a lot of the problem people have nowadays with uh, repurposing a lot of these old mechanics is that, like, that's usually the end boss fight. Like, Sonic 4 is basically just a repeat of this stuff. And if you played these before, you've already mastered a lot of this shit. When it showed up in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, this was here to... I mean, they weren't even, like, end boss fights. There's, like, three separate boss fights leading up to this point, and it's just one act, and they're all just revisions of what you've dealt with before. I felt like, to me, it was representing, like, yeah, you've, you've done this before. We have come a long way since the first game. Like, look, look how much we've grown from this you know the the swinging ball and chain look how much this has blown up in a way like and also just it also screams like 
Robotnik's not even here to deal with you. He hasn't made no. a special mech to yeah. deal with you right now. You're literally not in his mind at this point. Like, Mechasonic is taking it from here. He's using old machines. It's like the ultimate fuck you to Sonic and his friends is just like, you are so unimportant to Robotnik now. He's won, and now, you know, you're the scraps for Mechasonic and just a few scrappy old machines. And again, yeah. like, Mechasonic is a, another repurposed old fight. Which is actually easier now because he doesn't have the bullshit spikes shooting out of everywhere and you have rings you can fight him with. He's also so having rings kind of helps a back. lot on here. Yeah, and also he, show, he just looks fucking beautiful. Holy again, the shit, difficulty Again, the difficulty in 3 and Knuckle is much more fair than 2. Can I just say again, that it's a... Just on the design of Mechasonic, my first time seeing Mechasonic was in Super Mario uh, Brothers Z. So like seeing him in uh seeing him in this game and like as a kid i didn't know that he was there because i never got this far as a kid uh i'm just like oh god no not him <laughs> i want to see this kill guy. us all i want to see this guy come back as well more than i want to see another metal sonic reprisal like mecha sonic was a scary looking thing he was truly intimidating um and i i did love like i i mean obviously i, I played through his knuckles first but like going with the perspective, like if you played Sonic first and you don't see him actually be destroyed, like it, it's so, ah, it's so spine chilling. Just imagine going through his knuckles and like, oh shit, he's back and he's sturdy and he's terrifying. Oh, and he has got a super form. You don't have fun. It's fucking amazing, man. And he's I shooting out things that look like rings at you, and he's like, "Oh, hello!" Oh, no, that's dangerous. Which makes it's always made hard. me wonder. It's made me wonder about the relation between uh, Chaos Emeralds, their own energy, and rings in general. And uh, I mean, that's a bigger discussion in terms of Sonic world yeah. lore. Well, I mean, but... well, you see, when the uh, when the Master Emerald birthed out the bees that created the rings, I swear to God. It didn't. They don't come from the master. Fin They're just bees. Okay. Finish the statement, <laughs> Wayne. Finish the rest so, of the theory. We need something to talk about for the next well, year. No, no, no. For fuck's sake, shut up. But um, <laughs> like the next game, and I really this really did kind of bum me out because like there's a lot of story that a lot of the Western audience didn't get because it wasn't in the Japanese, like because they were in the Japanese manuals. But I wish they expanded along this stuff because it was really cool. And the Master Emerald was. First time a lot of us started questioning, like, okay, like, this is bigger than just, you know, silly game mechanics. These are just more, there's more here than just collectibles. Because that's how you saw a lot of this stuff as, as a kid. And a lot of developers did too. Like, rings are just here because Mario collects coins. And we're just, this is here for game mechanics. It's not here for world building. And then they started transforming it into world building. And then Chaotix comes around and says, okay, the Master Emerald is so fucking powerful that the pillar that it sits on actually generates its own chaos rings. And because the island made uh, made contact with the ocean below, it forced another island to uh, just come out of the come out of the ocean. Like there's just so much there's so much potential there. And I, I thought about that when I first saw Super Mecha Sonic. Cause like when he does shoot things out, like those are rings. But maybe it's like through corrupted energy. Like, is this how rings are formed? Is this why when you have rings as a super form, like it generates that power? Like you need to keep collecting rings because they're all connected. I don't know. I was just rambling. I just Mecha Sonic has bees in him, confirmed. I just love God damn you. <laughs> I love 
how many questions this this game made me think about in terms of this world. Yeah, when you start when you start looking at it from the perspective of everything has a has a uh, like a, a plot explanation as opposed to this is just a game mechanic because it's a video game. It raises a lot of questions and it makes it makes for interesting discussion because when you're sitting there thinking like, wait, are all rings just like Master Emerald cast off? And if that's the case, is there an infinite number of them? Like what happens in the case where like the Master Emerald manages to run out of energy? Does the world just no longer have rings? What kind of implications does that have for this world when when and if this happens? What happens to the Chaos Emeralds if and when that happens? Like there's just a lot of. There's a lot of like underlying stuff that just gets brought to the forefront when you start bringing that in. Are what? you fucking eating? No, why? Okay, I just had my suspicions. Um, anyway, I mean, even if um, I was, would it matter? It's allowed to eat. Yes. No. Din no. Din Dinner time was an hour and 40 minutes ago, okay? No, I don't, no I don't bring it up on air, but God damn it, I fucking hate it when people eat on podcasts, and I hear you, some, <laughs> like you, sir, specifically. I hear you just stuffing your fucking face on occasion on a goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> that made it all worthwhile. Um, Happy to yeah. infuriate you. But uh, yeah, no, Sonic 3 is pretty good, isn't it? I'm going to um, go grab a snack real quick, guys. You! you! <laughs> Wayne is cancelled. No, not again. I feel like, you know, the next logical step forward from, like, Sonic 3, if they were to do a Sonic 4, a proper one, would be to have Robotnik create a, contra a contraption that allows him to go super. Like, I feel like something we've not touched on enough in Sonic games is villains having super forms. Like, imagine a final boss of, like, a Sonic 4 being super Robotnik. I feel like he'd just be butt ass naked. And that would... <laughs> I could just imagine him doing. Um, so you know how when you're when you're playing as Eggman in Sonic Chronicles, how his attack is just throwing wrenches at people. I'm just imagining like a super robotnik just chucking wrenches at you at lightning speed. So, I've always felt what a super robotnik would be was kind of represented in this game with the Death Egg robot. So much of Robotnik's identity is built into his his uh, robots. I mean, he's always incorporated emerald power into something or another, and it's more than just the Death Egg. It's a souped-up version of a mech that is styled around him. And Well, what I was thinking is rather than it being a part of a giant mech or something, it's more like Robotnik's got an exoskeleton on that incorporates the emeralds, basically. Iron Man Robotnik. There's minimal actual contraption going on. It's just Robotnik now in the super form. Yeah, but I kind of the, I feel like that uh, that disassociation with the natural energy of this world is what made Robotnik interesting in terms of a villain, because he does. I I've, I don't how do I explain this? I really this is one of those things I would need to script. Um, I think that there's a disconnect between him and the natural world where. Sonic obviously is much more attuned to how this world works. I mean, the the environment around him, it looks like like creatures evolved to to move around this environment. I've said all this shit before. And he looks like he's he's just defending his world because he just vibes with it. And Robotnik doesn't quite understand it. And this is how he's gonna incorporate it into himself because he could not naturally attune himself to the chaos power to get his own super form. I'm rambling a little bit. This, again, this is one of those things where I would 
I'd like to have a script in front of me to elaborate a little bit better, but am I making any kind of sense there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I think you could still find a middle ground, like, and not sure. just putting emeralds into robots and stuff. Like, I feel like it'd be more like the final boss, like all of Robotnik's toys and stuff have been destroyed. Like, you could have a Sonic game focused more on a Robotnik that's got nothing to lose at this point. And oh, so Sonic Breath of the Wild. Like... Okay, so Sonic Breath of the Wild, but I'm not talking about fucking Sonic Frontiers. I'm talking about a potential <laughs> Sonic 4. No, I'm 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 meaning like that's that's literally the the way that Ganon is is shown to us in that game. Like this is a Ganon yeah, that's, that's got nothing to lose. He's given up yeah. on reincarnation. Okay. okay, look, villains have Breath of the Wild wasn't the lose. first game to show a desperate final boss fight. There it is. There it is. But that's the thing, is often in Sonic games. Robotnik as the final boss is like, hi, I'm cock big Robotnik. I've got all my mechs. This is my <laughs> biggest one yet. If we had a final boss that was like, I got no mech, but I got Chaos Emeralds, bitch. Let's fight. If you're worried about the Chaos Emeralds, Sonic, I have one. You, you destroyed right my mech. You destroyed <laughs> I suppose it. so, but again, like this is what I love about Robotnik is like when you strip away all these big, crazy, bad robots that he has, he runs like a coward. Like none of that genius saves him. I that that's something we consistently see. Well, that's when... the thing is, you could have that cutscene where Sonic's chasing after Robotnik and Robotnik's somehow outrunning him, like as per tradition with Sonic final bosses in the classic series. But then he <laughs> stops and sees the Chaos I, Emeralds. Is like, my point so is, he, he's not the type of character to. He just sees these as batteries more than anything else. Like he doesn't see himself as like the physical like embodiment that's going to take things down. Like because. I mean, he, we see how he reacts when he is desperate. Yeah. He runs like a coward. And like at the end of this game, the super form I see is the Death Egg robot. And when that is ripped apart, he just jets off in a smaller one, still trying to run off with the emerald. Like he has it literally in his hands. And the only thing he can think to do with it is run from the fastest thing alive. It's, I love it. There's and just so much. It, it's kind of I like mean, you almost don't want to see him like make some big transformation it'd be kind of weird like as as if you played like a like a batman game where you're dealing with the joker whose main weapon is using people and his intellect against you and then he would do something weird like you know maybe inject himself with some kind of <laughs> that turns him into a nightmarish monster but that's that's only a, kind of um, a hack would create something that could be uh potentially quite funny for like i don't know a sonic prime or sonic movie 2 would be if robotnik happens and stumbles across a chaos emerald in the midst of like a final battle and you think oh he's going to use he's going to harness his power but instead, Robotnik just decides to lob it at Sonic's head. <laughs> like it's a bomb. <laughs> you know funny, what? Actually. I, I will say this though: there is a there's two ways they could take that. the The one way is if Eggman were to absorb like chaos energy and and get a super form, there would be no way the series walks back from that. Like, well, yeah, I feel like that would have <laughs> to be the finale. Like that's that's okay. This is. There is no way. There is no way that you go, oh, as soon like the minute that Eggman realizes that, oh, I could just shove these emeralds on my nipples and become a god. Like as soon as that happens. <laughs> oh, we're on the it. same page about the emerald nipples. Uh, okay. That's but the other the other half of this though is uh there, there's another way to take it as well. And it's showing uh it's showing Eggman's hubris. 
Um, there's a there's a, a thing that happens in, and this is going to be where Pup goes, I, I can check it off my bingo. There's a thing that go. happens in IDW. IDW, there <laughs> yep. it is. There's a thing that happens in IDW where Dr. Starline is having a conversation with Eggman, and he goes, but the metal virus worked. We could do that. Uh, we, we, we just have to perfect the formula. Why wouldn't we just do that? It obviously did what it needed to do, and it took Supersonic and a person who's literally not going to be here anymore to take care of it what like why would we not just revisit and perfect that plan and eggman's like nope the moment's passed so basically i no, so basically, <laughs> you got that wrong you're talking about super metal sonic at that point I, but yeah you're i get you. okay so basically dr robotnik and starly's starline's conversation there is a social narrative on how sega treats sonic concepts a lot of that is ian flynn's work is why not uh, a just... lot of starline is there to like kind of address like yeah from like taking a step back and, and and addressing like the relationship between sonic and eggman and so like the Rob flaws when you're not involved with it yeah robotnik is takeshi azuka and uh starline is the fans you're not wrong there's a lot of again there's a lot of subtext there you could even say meta narrative ah. <laughs> right that's Kill it me. i'm fucking leaving yep <laughs> Yep, that's I don't care it. if the train hasn't stopped yet. It's moving slow enough. I can just jump. Maybe out that's actually how you should use the term meta instead of just oh, they referenced the thing said in social media. Anyway, I wonder. Um, I wonder if people who say meta in that particular way know that it means like most effective tactic available. And it's, so let's don't, let's it's, talk about <laughs> let's talk about the death egg. So we finally get a proper death egg level after Sonic 2 basically just farted out its death egg. Yeah, that's also something I greatly appreciated was actually seeing the inner workings of this thing because I wasn't I wasn't super aware of Star Wars and how they rolled. So death egg was my first experience with this whole concept. And um, yeah, man, that was a uh, that was a little nightmare world. <laughs> I, I loved it. It wasn't that difficult as a level, though. Like, I definitely would say that Death Egg is easier than uh, Wing Fortress and uh, oh. Scrap Brain. I remembered my other my other point of reference between this and SA2, Crazy Gadget. Oh, yeah, because you got anti-gravity and shit, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, they, they took a lot of stuff from Sonic 3 Knuckles and put it into Sonic Adventure 2. It's yes, almost as if everyone likes... Just what, oh, fuck, man. Fuck, I love this series. Anyway. <laughs> yes, but um, hello. Um, you, Sonic 4 Episode 2 actually pays big homage to the Death Egg. You see, um, Dude, you I know think, what, though? I that, that last Death fucking Egg... level in Act or, or Part 2 was fucking rad. I don't care what I anybody think, says. I think that Death Egg in um, Hello, in Sonic 4 Episode 2, Hello, might be inspired by um, the Death Egg from Sonic 3. No, but I, I will say this. From an art design perspective, oh my god, Death Egg 2 looked gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the very idea of it. I, I really wish we'd gotten episode three. But, I mean, the anti-gravity didn't do anything, and it was like the easiest level ever. Like, it what, in, in this game? No, in Sonic 4 Episode 2, Death Egg 2 was really easy. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember it. I just remember the, the race of Metal Sonic and the heart. Oh, boss, yeah, and the whole idea cool. that, like, yeah, fighting the heart of the Death Egg was a really cool idea, and, like... Metal Sonic and Dr. Eggman fucking double team Bukaki partying Sonic and Tails was great. Why did they yeah, not try that earlier? <laughs> um, anyways, I think, I, I think I've read that fanfic on Mobius Unleashed at least once. Death Egg Cool. Uh, I also, Forces did a really nice job bringing this design to life. Agree. I, I, I do, I, I do agree. have to agree with that. I liked, 
I liked the death egg in Sonic Forces, especially it was the highlight. I'd say it 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 definitely was it. It's one of those things like it shouldn't have been the highlight. You know that the game just had it in there as an homage. They wanted like the final battle against infinite with the sun. Well, it wasn't even like against infinite armies that move at like a frame per second. Yeah, like it, it wanted that to be the, the big thing. But just Hello, no. Sonic fans, remember this thing that was from the old game. This is this thing that was also from the old game. You like this game now. Yes. Here's a death egg robot. We're sorry, we remember berries for breakfast again. <laughs> I, I think I'm finally coming around to like the lost potential of of forces. I think there was some <laughs> hey! cool ideas if they had created it like a generations two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's uh let's not let's not dwell on that right we now. Let's finish up the good game. An inferior game. Good Sonic Three and Knuckles. And I accidentally slammed the fridge door on my finger while I said that. You slammed. Oh, that's what happens. In the you car door. Inferior doll. I that's slammed not my true. Penis dogs in aren't the inferior. Dogs are superior. <laughs> Sonic three um, and dogs. Now that would be a game. Ima <laughs> no, dude. Imagine it's I literally have... Sonic three and Knuckles, except dogs just chase after you the entire game. They, they don't even hurt you, like Amy. A list of games, all about playing dogs or being involved with dogs in some form or fashion because dogs are great well it's also like anyway. the good life where you can transform into a dog to take a piss and or um, again i'm asking would you accept that ability if it meant you could take a piss anywhere but you cannot piss as a human no um or a dog's life where you have to put in a combo to take a shit why is dog media like big so dramatic crap? music like dogs are great, but like dog Dude, movies. Dude, dogs' life is awesome. Oh, I, they're, they're too fucking corny. They're garbage. But um, we're talking too much about dogs. Anyway, yeah, uh, Death Egg. Um, I thought this was a nice, challenging final set of acts here. I um, I had a lot of troubles with these as a kid, but I feel like it was well deserved at this point. <laughs> Do you think when Daffy Duck slammed his penis in the car door, do you think he did it deliberately? Because I think he did. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> he sounds proud the way he says it. He's like, I he, slammed my penis in the car door. He did it deliberately <laughs> because he wanted to have a special moment with Parappa the Rapper in the hospital afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I do, do you think Parappa the Rapper's a nice dude? I think so. I thought I, I had ADD, for God's sake, boys. <laughs> I think he's friendly. So anyway, Sonic and Knuckles is cool. Um, if I could talk to him, I reckon he'd be really nice. <laughs> I had a great joke that I cut out of my big video because I was just too tired. Uh, but I did a video on Big the Cat. Sure did, buddy. Um, <laughs> but I said, like, oh, shit, Mecha Krakow is here. I was like, nobody's going to get Kirby references. But I just cut it out. I was too tired at that point, And my computer was running like shit. Game that that mini boss just stressed the shit out of me as a kid. According to YouTube search, you haven't made a video on Big the Cat. You let me down. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to give up talking about this game because none of you can just keep focus for fuck's sake. What is happening? I'm so trying to. Sonic 2, the superior game. No, I'm just oh my God. I mean, it is, but like, we're not going to talk about that today. Um, so so, yeah, so what, like, what else do we want to talk about for, for the game? Well, we got the Death Egg we, and the, we got the Kyodai, the Kyodai yeah. Eggman Robo with his, with his fingers of death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and wayne but um like uh, yes the deathwing boss fight from world of warcraft except it's a robot you're such a fucking nerd yep um, did anybody else have challenges with the second uh the second wave of the 
the death egg robot fight where he's just shooting uh, well, fire running away when his little fire sneeze that took me a little <laughs> while to figure out what the fuck to do when it I was does yeah. but i would again say it is easily the tamest final boss of the trilogy Actually, no, no, actually, the piston boss from Sonic 1's easier. Piston but, like, boss is easier, yeah. But I'd I definitely it... say the Kaya Diag Robo is much easier than the Death Egg Robot. I think it's like, it's one of those things like, have, have you fought a Metroid boss before? Okay, this will be a little easier for you. I mean, the difference there is you have rings this time around. Um, Thank you. If you're you doing like that. three rings for Sonic 2, I don't think that'd even be part of the discussion at it, this it, point. It's kind of weird. Like, it, I, I'm going to say it this way it feels like they were a lot more confident in this game when they didn't decide that the way to amp up difficulty for a boss fight was to just make you do it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. <laughs> it's it's nicer this way. It's better this way. I'll say this, though. Um, Doomsday Zone is fucking difficult, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took me a little while to figure out what the fuck I was doing as a kid there. I, I My first time through, it took me a very long time to realize that I had to kind of kick my ass through the the asteroids and uh by the time i figured that out like yeah i was desperately low on rings and getting really stressed out yeah and then i finally realized thing as well like how that eats up rings uh just gonna say though before i just want to preempt the inevitable chats that will be like well i beat it first try no sweat cool Who cares it's inevitable we get it you got a big cock okay we get it um i i do think it's also interesting that like this is there's a there's a lot of people who have issues with like oh okay so you have supersonic in space as the final boss fight how original we've been doing that since sonic adventure 2 uh and then it's like well actually no that kind of that's actually kind of much older than that because that's the thing you do in this game it's the first time they actually use it for the final boss fight what space yeah. or oh, as in like just being out super, in the vacuum super space. supersonic in the space, supersonic fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah the supersonic boss fight it took me here. it took me a while to figure out how to beat like the the ship like uh to like redirect his yeah. rocket into his space yeah i'm also going to straight up say this is the most worthwhile supersonic prize compared to like two and well just two really because like in two okay you unlock supersonic that's cool little Dude, power supersonic's up. just in annoying in in two well in this you get a whole ass extra final boss and a true ending you know like mm -hmm. it's a it's a yeah. world of difference yeah, Supersonic wasn't really built with game mechanics in mind. That was just a reward at the end of Sonic 2. So I don't know why people just shit all over that occasionally. Like, well, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's not, it's, the game's not built with that in mind. Sonic 3 and Knuckles definitely has a lot more of uh, Super and High Performs in mind when you're going through these games again, which I do 100%. appreciate. And yeah, and incorporating it into like this secret final fight was awesome and it's it's nice because it's not this uh pick or choose situation that you get with uh between classics or the adventure games where yeah you do get a secret final fight and you also get to play it um through the old levels again giving you a reason to go back and just wreck shit this time it's kind of funny yeah. my my first experience with the uh just having the super form in this game at all wasn't even me playing it it was i was i was going to a a camp uh for a week and there was a kid in the f uh seat in front of me with a sega nomad playing sonic uh playing sonic 3 and he had unlocked uh the super form going through just on the nomad i'm just like that's that's a thing you can do <laughs> like i had no idea as a kid because to me like so uh, supersonic was just a final boss thing 
There's like, well, what? You can go through the whole game as supersonic? That's that's gnarly. That's weird. That's um, wizard. Yeah, yeah. Had to be to it. Had to be to it. I was a kid at the time too, so as the kids would say, they would. I agree. I swear to God. <laughs> but it's um, it is it is funny like how many of these things are like because because that's kind of a normal thing from gaming around that time in general is that like a lot of the stuff that was hidden behind uh skill-based unlockables like that sometimes you just wouldn't see anything about it because this was a lot of like pre-ubiquitousness of the internet you would just kind of experience it through somebody else randomly and go yeah. oh shit that's a thing yeah i'd always heard of supersonic and um there are a few things more satisfying than finally unlocking them for the first time because it is such a badass upgrade and you work so fucking hard for it. I take it for granted a lot these days, like how much work it took me to figure out and master the special stages of Sonic 3 Knuckles. To this day, I, I don't have Sonic 2's down to perfection. I get to uh, the third one and get frustrated and say, fuck it, I'm not playing this way. <laughs> now, the Sonic, the Sonic 2 ones are based almost primarily on memory. Whereas oh, the, yeah. the ones here are based on reflexes. Yeah, no, they they've I just keep saying this about this game. Like they really did learn all their lessons from the other games and they didn't and they used every little bit of this crazy beast that they created. They didn't leave anything um on the editing floor, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, there's some spots we would see expanded on like the snowboarding, but uh, water came back. It was more fun than ever. The shields were expanded on. The super forms were expanded on. And the special stages, not only were they prettier and still doing this cool 3D effect showing off what Sonic could do, but they were way more fun. There, it, It's its own unique game within itself, entirely separate from what el whatever else you're doing. And fuck, I, I've said it before too, but like even the original special stage is reincorporated into a bonus stage. This smaller more adaptable thing that makes way more sense than it did in in the original game. I, I love this game. I fucking love this game so much. It is Time travel doesn't come back. There's that one thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. It's it's weird for me because I know that like we it, we have we have the different perspectives here because for for you you experience this as a whole package. For me, I've got like all these different fragments of this game scattered across the last 30 years uh, that make up my experience of it versus like this is how you experience the game as a whole and then you experience like you have bigger chunks where this game's experience is concerned I've got well, like these small let me, let me correct things. you let me correct you before you keep going there I did not experience this the complete final version the whole way through my first time mm. not for the first few months even like I didn't I didn't get to rent stuff all the time. Like I got Sonic and Knuckles for a Christmas gift and that's all I had for the longest time. And I wasn't super good at the game. Like I didn't beat that game for quite a long time. And even when I did beat the game, wasn't with emeralds. I can promise you that. <laughs> like a, a lot of this stuff was, was segmented for, I would say even for a lot of us here who uh, grew up with the Genesis because it had so many different ways you could interact with it. And every time you try to experiment with it, it would kind of blow up from there. Like, oh, well, Hales didn't have a super form before. He doesn't have it in three either. But does he have one if you have super emeralds? Oh, you do. 
but you can only get it in the Sonic and Knuckles version after you connect it with Sonic 3. And then after you beat the game, then you can go back and play with Super Tails in the Sonic 3 stages. Like, there's a lot of little stuff you can just... that makes you want to go back and experiment and play with a little bit more. And yeah, I, I think it's kind of meant to be segmented out because the game was literally segmented out. Huh. Is anybody else here? No? Okay. You ever <laughs> nope, notice how Bob Iger kind of looks like an action figure? What? What? You what? ever notice how Bob Iger, former Disney CEO, looks kind of like an action figure? No, I did. Are you even paying attention to the conversation anymore, Pop? Pay most of the attention. <laughs> no, I just, I'm fucking with you. Oh no, like, I no, I feel you though, like, because I, I mean, I didn't experience it. For, I mean, I chose to experience it fragmented, to be honest. I knew <laughs> Sonic 3 and Knuckles was out there on emulators, but I was like, I want to play Sonic 3 first, just as it were. And then I gave Sonic and Knuckles a try separately. And then just like, yeah, but Bob Iger does look like an action figure. If you have a look at him, the way his suits fit him, he looks, he looks like a doll, like a, a, a businessman doll. Do you think if we put Pup on the rack, he would look like Stretch Armstrong? I mean, Bob Chapek is quite a departure. He looks like kind of Michael Chiklis, but with Botox. And if we took the rack off of you, sir, so would you look like Stretch Armstrong? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that angle for that joke. Buzzing. Um, yeah. <laughs> So that's Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Um, I, I, I've skipped around here and there for myself personally because I've already done this a lot. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any uh, little final thoughts you want to kind of talk about in terms of this game? A lot of it for me is like, I feel like I still want to play through this game a couple of times because it's still so fresh to me and like I, I haven't gotten a chance to sit down with it uh, as much as uh, the rest of you guys. I really just want to like I want to take the time to sit down and experience more of it. I've loved being able to run through it the first time. I have not yet been able to get hypersonic. I've gotten close, um, but it's like mostly just trying to find like the extra stages in the second half and, and trying to get all that and everything. But it is an explorative platformer. It is a blast to play. It's got a nice little story to it. It is my favorite out of the original like four um, Sonic games, if we're counting CD, which I, I think deserves a, a place I in that. So. Yeah. I think so. Um, so it's it is a uh, it's a great game. I think that each game stands out. It is as just a fun little time um, on their own. But when you slap them together and and you play that as one big piece, it is something special. Yeah. Google Bob Iger right now and tell me the man doesn't look like an action figure. So I, I've I've made my stance on this game obnoxiously clear. I have a career on YouTube talking about how much I love this game. Um, yeah, it's my favorite game of all time. I've got a bias towards it. I personally feel it is still the pinnacle of the Sonic franchise. Let's be honest, and though. I, is, is there a way to not have a bias towards a game that you either like or dislike? Like, I think that's kind of an impossible thing. Like, you always will have a bias, no matter what. Yeah, and I I'll bluntly say it. I think I've justified that bias very thoroughly. I again, I made a career off of that. Um, I I still think a lot of the Sonic franchise can learn from the classics, and not in the ways that they've been using it with <laughs> Green Hill over and over and over again. I I still think we're waiting to to capture some of that experience again, and I really hope Frontiers does it. I think we got close with the adventure titles and um. Even a couple of the boost games, but 
I this game is is why I think Sonic should remain a triple A uh franchise. I don't think it deserves to be the the double A status that it's been for a very, very fucking long time now. Um this game like like Mario does even today, everybody stopped and paid attention to what Sonic was doing. And this is the best of it as far as I'm concerned. And I don't think the series needs to fall back to the classic formula. I don't think it needs to go back to old designs. I love them. And I'm not going to pretend like I don't. But at the same time, like I said at the front of this, this game told me to expect better from video games, not just from Sonic. It told me that Nintendo does not need to be the say-all, end-all of video games. Said that we can do our own thing. And in some ways, we can do it better. This, for me, is one of the greatest games of all time. So I haven't um, played a lot of 16-bit games. But of the few that I've played, Sonic 3 & Knuckles is definitely the biggest, the most epic, and the most cinematic of the bunch. And I think, you know, it shows that they really took the 16-bit technology they had, pushed it to its absolute limit, and made an absolute blockbuster of a game. I want to see Sonic do that for new generations. I want to see them take console capabilities, push them, and make something that is truly breathtaking for what it's worth. And it's like, you know, when people say, it, you know, the new Sonic game is going to be more like the classics, as you say, I don't want that to just mean, oh, it's 2D, oh, it's got Green Hill and stuff. I want it to mean it's going to push the boundaries like classic yeah. Sonic did. Because this new Sonic we've got, is not closer to classic Sonic. If anything, the adventure era is closer to classic Sonic because it operates under a similar philosophy. The yeah, new philosophy, not even remotely close. Well, when you when when we have statements like "return to form," a a gaming publisher or at least a marketing team, they think returning back to older game mechanics that people are nostalgic for. But a lot of times, what most of us are nostalgic for is just the feeling of playing those older games. And some of that's not mapped to mechanics. A lot of that's mapped to scope and scale compared to what we've experienced before. And when it comes to a lot of 16-bit games, there are a few that have the same scope and scale of this. Like, obviously, there's exceptions, like stuff like Metroid, uh, that is just massive compared to other things of its ilk at the time. And then RPGs, but that's its own thing. Like... This is, as far as platformers are concerned, an incredibly ambitious project for its time. And we just kind of want to see that again. Classic Sonic was always about ambition. Like, even Sonic 1 was ambitious. Like, and we just saw that ambition go up and up and up. And I think, like, games like Sonic Forces and Sonic Lost World are a total departure from that philosophy. Like, and that's what Sonic needs going forward more than just little, you know, nods to the past and stuff. Like, it needs that attitude back. And I don't just mean Sonic being, you know, attitude and stuff. I mean the franchise in itself needs its confidence back. Um, and, and yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's it. But, like, basically, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is definitely the peak of the classic Sonic era. And I think um, if they did make an organic Sonic 4, I don't think they could ever top this or make it bigger than this or more exciting because the story's got so much going on and it feels like such a culmination 
it almost feels like Sonic 1 was a deliberate first step in that story, even though it wasn't. They didn't know it was going to go to this, but, like, it just explodes in this huge way. And, like, Sonic 3 and Knuckles ends it with a bang. It feels like the end game event of the classic Sonic series. And it's just like, yeah, I don't see them going bigger than that with a sequel. Mania, kind of loosely, but it's it's not better or bigger, I would say. Um, Mania, do- I don't think Mania has the same scope. It do- it's not even trying to have yeah. the same scope. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I'd like to see them try. I'd like to see them say, we're going to make a new classic Sonic game that will top Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I'd love it if they try it. I don't think they can. I really don't. Like, because... Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles uniting for the first time is a moment in gaming history. Those are the trio, you know? I think you can't necessarily top it with classic Sonic, but you can do things that capture that same essence and energy in the modern era. And I I think, you know, we have had something that I feel like carries over that same essence and energy and has managed to have the same historic significance and that's for example the whole gang coming together at the end of sonic adventure 2 like i i feel like that has the same level of weight to it even if in the greater gaming landscape it's not as highly recognized but then again sonic 3 and knuckles isn't as highly recognized as sonic 2 in the greater gaming landscape so you know go figure it's not always going to be the the biggest thing that's the most talked about it's just because one sold better than the other um i'm a little bit more forgiving with the adventure games just because that's early 3d era adventure one specifically um but yeah you're not wrong all those games are built with uh the intention of showing off what sega hardware can do going forward from there sonic's not not doing that obviously heroes going onward from there i mean that'll be a bigger discussion as we get to those games for sure i feel like Um, unleashed did it but the problem with unleashed was it came at the cost of a stable frame rate and well, then, I mean, um, that's that's a perfect example, though, isn't it? Because we finally have a console now. What? How How many years later, like a decade later, at the very least, that can finally show off what that game can do? Yeah, I've been playing Unleashed with the 60 FPS boost on the Xbox Series S, and I've been having a whale of a time with it. Um, and I think Sonic 06 is another example of where they tried to make it so big that they flew too close to the sun and crashed it and burned. Um, but it's again, like... Well, we, we'll I was, talk about those games in the, another time. But What yeah. I was kind of getting at is that it carries the essence of Sonic 3 and Knuckles more than a game like Sonic Forces or Sonic Lost World. It's, I'm talking about kind of the, the essence of Sonic 3 and Knuckles and where it continues through the rest of the franchise and where it stops. Yeah, I and I don't think that... I, I've never been of the opinion that Sonic constantly needs to elevate, um, but I do wish that that level of care and quality... Like, if you're going to copy anything from Mario, I really wish it would have been just the polish that fucking polish because mario always comes out with a very clear intention uh like the weakest of those games are the spin-off party games and even that has its own very prominent audience but like the the mainline stuff like when 3d mario comes out everybody pays attention and the 2d stuff just kind of coasted by because they knew what they were doing ain't no big deal no big thing we could just have a bunch of mario stuff out because it's all high quality and everybody loves it. And I, you know, that's always what I wanted for Sonic. And I I thought that's the direction we were going with. That's what Forces was. I thought that was the intention of it, you know, it was like... They were kind of advertising that, but... Yeah, it was like, we're going to bring in, like, the darker series stuff that that made us stand out from from Mario when we first went 3D. And we'll tell, you know, more dramatic 
bigger, crazier stories that were elevated, you know, that started off with, you know, the classic games and the adventure games, because, like, that, that evolution is still going on. And Mania, that's just... That's... We're confident in that stuff. We know what we're doing. It doesn't need to be a crazy epic story. It's lighthearted, it's fun, and it's its own thing. And that seemed like the obvious way to go. And who knows? Maybe that's what they're still doing. We'll see what Frontiers brings down the road. And despite the fact that Mania 2 is mysteriously not here, 2D Sonic's going to be back in some mm. form or fashion. It's Just always been please do it in a 2D game. Don't do it in a 3D game. And at least we still know that Genesis Genesis what Nintendo Genesis. <laughs> Cock. <laughs> Shall we do Super Chats? I think we should. I, I think it would be should. a good idea. Okay. Uh, scrolling up, scrolling up. Who's starting us off? You are. Okay. Um, so Aiden F sends five US dollars and says, Sigma males pronounce it Hydro Kitty. Happy Friday, gents. <laughs> I agree with this statement. So many people standing Mega Man X enemies, man. I don't know what's going on these days. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, you got stick at the fuck. It wasn't a great joke to begin with, but I'm tired of hearing about Sigma this and Sigma that. Yeah, fair, um, fair. It's just astrology like for dude bros. Isn't that the whole point? Is to be like, I don't care about what other people think of me. Mm -hmm. Isn't that like yeah, the whole no, like the, the 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 whole thing is? I think anyone that's ever antagonized about being an alpha male is definitely not an alpha male. If that's the case, because like it's supposed to mean confidence, and it's like uh, if you're stressing about a fucking letter being attached to who you are, then trust me, you are not the top of the chain. The quality <laughs> anybody of being a sigma male or or saying that they are a sigma male is the exact opposite of what I understand it to be, which is I don't give a fuck what other people think of me. Yeah, yeah I cannot I think of a quicker mean. way to say that than I have a I have my own title for myself. Look, we're not aiming at your fucking beta mail, okay? Just fucking go on the next super chat. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, it's like, man, the quality of your character will always speak for itself. If you have to defend it, then something's wrong. Keep saying I don't, that I don't like mail. being involved involved with the evolving slang of high schoolers, man. Keep, I just... Yeah. Keep telling yourself it. that, Wayne, you fucking Omega male. <laughs> it is amazing Omega's how many... a cool word. <laughs> yeah, but Omega male is like the worst one. It's someone that you know, has completely given up all hope. Oh my god, you genuinely follow all this bullshit. Don't I don't you? follow it. I don't. I it's, only do it's it astrology for dude bros. That's oh, all dude, it is. Dude, dude, I fucking hate astrology as well. And I fucking hate it. Yep. Yep. <sighs> anyway. Just read the fucking uh, super chat. Sony gave us two Canadian anuses. Just your weekly reminder to Stan Zavik. <laughs> I okay, cringe I don't before hear him. It. I don't want to hear anything more about IDW's avocado until I read the bloody comic, okay? Well, then read, then the, read the bloody comic. comic! Listen, I'm not made of time, okay? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fucking You Sonic can do CD. it in an I afternoon! I believe in you, Puck! I have limited afternoons, you cuck! I had to you fucking put time aside to do this show! A Sonic podcast. Oh, okay, so do you want take, me to not take, show up to the bloody podcast to read comics instead? 15 minutes a day, read a couple issues each, you'll be fine. They're do you built know how many other comics I have to read? Do you know how many other things I have lined up? 
add, just add it to the pile. I'm a man. very important man. <laughs> I'm assuming at least three lines of coke. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is Sonic comics are not a priority to me for now. Please accept that. I, what I are want you reading? To check them out. Hold on. No, 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 no. What are you reading? What am I reading? Yeah, yes. what are you reading, Mr. I'm Big, current, super important comic reader? I'm currently reading the control scheme on Halo Infinite right now, actually. Oh, so I'm playing sake. Halo Infinite. Like, I'm gaming right now, man. I'll get to Dude, comic Dude, you book. could be gaming. Dude, I was <laughs> gaming. The next, the next thing I'm reading is the Ultron saga in the Avengers comics. Um, I'm about uh, a couple of issues into that. Um, I've got a few compendiums that I've been following which is like the 80 years of Superman and 80 years of The Flash. Um, look, man, like I like Sonic from a gaming perspective. I also do like the comics. I'm not going to say I don't. I do. I really do. I fucking bought the 30th anniversary book in the deluxe edition as well. So, like, yeah, I do like it. But ultimately, when it comes to Sonic, I'm mainly just here for the games. I will get to the comics. They're just not a priority. And then in three years' time, we will have the same conversation again. Yep. In three years' time, we'll talk about fucking IDW Zavok, okay? <laughs> anyway, anyway, so freaking Dream Boaten with five lines of crack that I desperately need to do to, to handle this show sometimes. Give me something to draw, you cowards. Um, can you draw me marrying a gender-bent Wayne? Because he refused to draw that himself. No! Oh, full disclosure, I do not endorse these these jokes they've gotten out of hand. Can you also do Wayne, but with like the design and personality of Rouge the Bat? And I like this. draw Pup as Zavik. So much. He's got the do same not... color scheme. Yep. I don't have Zavik the same. Pup. I do, don't I? Draw Zavik Pup as Zavik. It was a it was a Spider Man color scheme. Okay, that was what it was always intended to be. No, it was time travel. It was Zabbik first. Anyways, if you if you look at the old pup logo, that was a Spider Man costume he was wearing. He kind of does have like a like a like a bulldog kind of look to him, though. You could make mm -hmm. a fun puppy Zabbik. Oh my! But God. you need to give him the cringeworthy mouth design that's make not that's disconnected from the bottom jaw. Oh my God! Why is this bullying happening? Oh no. Oh my god, you the person who sexually harasses Wayne all day is crying about bullying. Look at you. That's not sexual harassment. That's called a relationship, sir. It's I do not consent. <laughs> and oh, that no. makes it it's, harassment. It's a multilingual relationship. I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> Fucking damn it. Makes it so much worse. Someone <laughs> read the next super chat, okay? Sir, stream, but oh, you've already. I already that. did that. You've then paid Wayne... enough. You've paid as much attention to this as you do to the comics. Then anyway, uh, our pal Mr. Jamal. Mr. Hey, fuck our our pal <laughs> Jamal Simmons <laughs> with five do dollar rings, dollars, fucking currency. God damn it! <laughs> uh, happy B Theory Day, everybody. Uh, sorry, Happy B Theory Days, everybody. Nick Milk XL Cirrus Milk R Cannon Ship. Hey. Also, congratulations on the YouTube award, Nick. Keep up the great work, bro. Did you get a YouTube you. award? Thank you, Jamal. Yeah, he, he I got, got a play button. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, you got a play button. Mm -hmm. I got a play button. I got the I got the plaque. Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking cool. See, you could just I've... quit YouTube now because I would. If I got the plaque, I'd quit. <laughs> what? Why? Once <laughs> I hit you have to go to the gold, you have to go to the gold plaque now. No, once I hit 100k, I'm quitting. I'm done. Bro, I'm going for the gold. I don't give a fuck. Nah, I'm fucking retired. <laughs> I'm gonna get the silver. 
Actually, but I, I, anybody <laughs> who anybody who's who's uh who's subscribed to my channel, sincerely, thank you, thank you so much. It is oh, so sorry. nice to not be at a job I fucking despise because that's been all my adult life. Forbid Object Five got my smiling friends reference. I appreciate that. <laughs> I need to watch more 3D Squelton can't see just, a reason I to live. I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. Who's got the time? I see what you're doing, and you're not yeah. slick, all right? I fully understand you don't necessarily have the time. You've got a busy schedule. You're a grown adult. You're a married man. I get it. You don't have the time. I don't have the fucking time! Okay, so... <laughs> Next up, we have Cecilia the Gardevoir, um, who sends five US dollars. Just on my break, so only here a little. Have a good day, guys. My first experience with Classic was renting Mega Collection at the video store. You have a nice day, you special specimen <laughs> i wonder when we're gonna get the folks that their first experience with the the classic games are from the 360 collection or hell the switch collection or the this origins collection is not coming for up. Children. Oh, it's gonna happen. look we're not fucking babysitters all right if you are a child go away oh my god after this time, you're giving us your lunch probably money. shouldn't be watching this podcast my point is I, i've always found it interesting because they always they always rehash these fucking games so every generation has a chance to check them out one way or the other here. And I don't know, I always found it interesting listening to you guys talk about like, yeah, uh, I played the adventure games on my GameCube and also we had a Mega Collection. Because every, and I feel like that's just hand in hand. Like if you had Adventure 2, you probably had the Mega Collection. So it's, I don't know, it's always fun to listen to people talk about their experiences. Hello, you know, my name is Billy. My first experience with Sonic 1 was Sonic 4 Episode 1. It is my childhood and I love it. Anyway, I think you just gave me the best argument for a lot of homicide. I think you just gave me a tumor. Uh, so, Pop, it's your turn. Is it? Is it my turn? No, it's not my turn. Oh, did I you already... do Cecilia? You did. You did. I, I did. I read Cecilia. You have to read Triforce P. Nick, stop imparting things on me. Triforce P is my favorite Zelda <laughs> fetish. Uh, five US dollars. Uh, Missed my connecting flight out of lax. But at least I get to watch Sunset City live while I wait for the next flight. Thanks for being there. Hashtag bees. Thanks for hey, hanging out with us. Triforce. It's what we do. It sucks hanging out in an airport, especially during a fucking pandemic. Yep. It's what we do. We are always here for you, at least on Fridays. Oh. Dude, what is going on with your mic today, man? Mine? Am, am uh, I the only one hearing it? Just go... Rah. Okay, no, his mic's fine, dude. His mic's okay, fine. Okay, I'm crazy. He's I love my internet. Triple the fuck <laughs> I love <yeah>. my internet. <laughs> your internet's just like, and now you're screwed. It's been wacky all day, as we all know. Uh, sir, it's your turn. Yep. So, okay. Uh, this one is from Satomni two three one. Uh, thank you very much for the 1999 Sonic OCs made in Forces and Deviant Art. Which Sonic 1, 2, wow. 3, and Knuckles compilation would you prefer and why? A, all levels in Mania style by the Whitehead team. B, all levels in Generation style by Sonic team. Or C, an HD remake with Sonic 3 and Knuckles level transitions by Dimps. Whitehead. I have no idea. That's that's all I say. Not the Dimps one. I I'm to be honest. I think I have to be Whitehead too. Like I Wait, when we when we say done in generation style though, does that mean we also get a modern stage? Because if so, I'll take that. I think I think at that point it would be like 
classic Sonic Generation style. So like, mm, I like yeah. the 3D look of, uh, but I guess gameplay wise, maybe Whitehead. But I, I'm I'm just saying, if we get a 3D one, I'll go with Sonic Team. I'd even give the 3D one to to Whitehead. Uh, Fuck it. Yeah, I really want to see. I think we've talked about this before. I want to see like just kind of like the uh, the game design philosophy that they took for Sonic Mania, kind of adapting that uh, that style of the original series and see what they do with 3D stuff. Yeah, and make it. That's what made Adventure like so fucking special to me because it's still the original people that made those games bringing that into 3D. And I fucking love how Sonic played in that game. And make it look like it's on the Sega Saturn. Give us crunchy Sonic. Or I love crunchy Sonic. Or alternatively, make it like a gorgeous fucking AAA thing like never before. Nope. Crunchy Sonic. But yeah, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're deviating away from the original question here. Yeah, I mean, that's a very fun question. Like, B is very tempting for me. I love Generations, but fuck, man. God, I really, really love the idea Generations had. Just the core concept was everything I wanted as a Sonic fan, but gameplay's got to come first, man. And, you know, um, there's actually a fun middle ground between the two of those. Take the Mario Maker approach, where like it's it will run in both 16-bit and in 3D. But they should have fucking done to begin with. I mean, if they made before. if they made a Sonic level maker game, that's it. They don't need to make any more Sonic games. I mean, the Sonic Studio. I mean, I've been following him. His, I mean, his texture work alone is fucking phenomenal. I love I, I, Sonic Studio is going to be amazing. That's going to be one hell of a fan project when that finally drops. Who's up? I think it's is it. Uh, is it, it should be Wallace me. It's me. Uh, with uh, Jamal again, five dollars. Hey guys, what favorite levels you guys love from Sonic Three <laughs> and Knuckles? Ice Cap Zone is definitely a big one for me. I adore Ice Cap Zone, um, but also uh, Lava Lava Reef, like both both uh, both acts. Lava Reef is mine. Like just just hands down, it's my favorite zone of that whole like duology of games. Yeah. I like the one with the water slides. So, yeah, ah, the one Hydro we don't. Fun Labyrinth, that. Hydro fun Labyrinth. Wacky fun Waters Labyrinth. Adventure Park. <laughs> um, that was the name of one we had over, over in Iowa. It closed down. They had like a pond, and apparently there were snapper turtles in it. I always looked for them. I could never find them. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've said it before at some point on the show i'm sure but sky sanctuary is my favorite hands down i do like the mechanics of all the other levels obviously but just the impact that left for me and i still think it's fun to to play around in generally uh sky sanctuary is my favorite okay that make uh nick um i'm That's struggling to read i'm struggling to read this word here could you it's the evil uh evil evil dalek Okay, um, right. I so. know, I, I know, I struggled really bad that one time, but I promise you, I'm not usually <laughs> a fucking idiot, so it's fine. I mean, if I'm being honest, I've never been so attracted to you it's as that quite, day. But like, it felt like a I linguistic. It. it felt like a linguistic betrayal. I trade out my off. doodle skills. Just get out. Get the for my music out of here, Wayne. Look, all I'm saying is the proper the the proper the proper pronunciation was handed to you on a tray, okay? 
Yeah, I know. Okay, All white so, people look the same. Anyway, your turn. The question is... And I, <laughs> I just do, let uh, that slip through. Anyone there? ever tell you you look like Scott the Waz? <laughs> so, the evil guy, the evil man, sends in 449, thank you, uh, and says, what are you guys doing for Valentine's Day? I'm stung by that, man. Like, that hurts. Don't do that. <laughs> he doesn't know. Does he know? I don't think that you're knows. single. Do lonely. I look like someone who's in a relationship? I talk about Sonic on Fridays. I... I mean, two um, of us are. I mean, I'm married. I've been with my partner for over five years. Look, I'm not gay, all right? Hey, hey, I'm really sorry. This is completely, <laughs> this is completely off topic. Hey, uh, do videos on Twitter auto replay? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah, they do. I'm sorry. The, I'm I'm trying to set something up for for the stream later. There's, I'm paying attention, but there's also more to this uh, super chat as well. So, uh, uh, shipping yeah, is a suggestion. Sally and Nick's relationship. What Sonic characters must you guys keep Papa away from? Um, every, all of them. Yeah, every all single, of them. Every single one of them. They are all. No Omega's safe. They are all <laughs> under threat. Omega's not safe. Omega's got a nice robot pussy that like rotates. <laughs> <laughs> I want that Robusi. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Chow. Oh my god, I need some. Juice oh no! Like... Yeah, I'm gonna say this. I think the Chow looked delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they are not Jello snacks. They could. Uh, no, they could fuck Jello. They got like they. They must have like a light like. Dude, dice them up and put them in a bag blueberry. of Chow mix. Remember? I mean, they'd go oh, us those why? Remember when Gilly sent us those images of Chow? Like, that was a good time. That was a really nice time that we had. Oh, with the cream filling? Yeah, those looked extra tasty. Oh, yeah. Good, um... good Chow, indeed. Oh, my God. Why? why? We miss you, Gilly. Anyway, I... uh, for Valentine's Day, um, I, I asked my wife to date me the, the week after that, so we usually wait to do stuff, and now we have an actual wedding anniversary that we um, take care of, but I don't know. She still likes all the all the cute stuff, so I'll get her a couple things. But we'll probably just hang out and just watch some stuff, and I'll cook a steak. So that's. I what think I'm I'll um, I'll beat up some hookers in GTA Five. Perfect. I think <laughs> I think me and Raz are gonna play Monster Hunter. Wallace Wayne, probably not doing much, man. Ah, what you can, animal you can, are you jerking off to? What? <laughs> What? Wallace, do you do you, do you want to do you want do you want to come come to my place on Valentine's Day and? Uh, and well, I guess we should have expected this. I don't know why I set you up, Wayne. Play I'm with so my smart. noodles. Uh, <laughs> we can, so, Cyrus, it's, uh, it's your turn. Some, uh, yeah, Cyrus, it's your turn. Cyrus, it's your turn. We can. Cyrus, it's your turn. We can do the things that Knuckles and Rouge did off screen. Cyrus, it's your turn. I can, I'm, I'm calling a complaint. I just literally, I want to touch you and touch you. Oh, sorry, I want to touch you. I think I can reach. I think oh, I can. Sorry, Stop! It's going to be popping oh out of your God. mouth next, dude. Like, seriously. <laughs> oh, God. The, the next one Wayne, is from... you're going to need another tombstone, man. <laughs> what one... the fuck? <laughs> I just have a uh, drowning fetish, okay, dude? Just seriously. This next one is from some dude called Game Apologist. How clear do I come through, though? 
Oh, I'm sorry, that's not the right one. <laughs> uh, this one is quite a milky, kind of opaque, kind of. Well, you guys thing. didn't, you guys didn't see because it, it didn't send through. But I sent before that. Uh oh, internet. Sorry. Who missed the J? <laughs> Who missed the J off of our oh. pal's name? Uh, from also, from Amal Sim. Sorry, because from that's dangerously close to a very hilarious name. From <laughs> Animal. <laughs> from Jamal yeah, Simmons sure. with five HR complaints about Pup. Do you think Sonic Friends will be in the next? So Do you think Sonic Friends will be in the next Sonic game because Sega doesn't show them any love? Why? I don't think they're going to be in. I I think that Sega are cowards. No, I think they'll be in it. I think they'll I, be in it. I think I think so they'll, they'll stick to like. They'll be in it, but they'll do fuck all. It'll be like in literally every game the, they've appeared in recently. They'll, they'll be, be like, in it, here's, they'll do nothing. They'll be like, here's Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, and there you go. Be happy. That's that's what Tails, I expect. Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, I'd say, are inevitable. But I'm like, going to. I think, I'm going to say something daring. I think we're going to get playable characters again. Do you think we're going to get playable Tangle and Whisper? I don't know. I I imagine they'll either be. DLC or cameos at the most, if anything. Or just a reference. I think there'll be Easter eggs for them. I think that's what we'll get. Um, I'm say something daring. Do it. Wayne, please. It's been 15 years since I got any action, man. So, please. I just I need this, man. Please. So anyway, um I mean we don't know a lot about this game yet, but I mean the reason why the the uh, the friends went away to begin with is because yeah, I, I do have love for them too, but a lot of it just wasn't really Sonic gameplay. I imagine if they do anything with them, they'll they'll bring back Tails and Knuckles and let them explore the open world in unique ways. I hope we don't have we don't know anything uh, one way or the other, but that's my hope. So Jamal, I uh, we don't know, but I would like them back. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that means you're up, uh, uh that, ooh, like wait. me, Wallace. <laughs> that Jordo with uh six. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> six dollars ninety cents. Congrats on the one hundred k, Nick. Uh, no, no, that's not Nilk. what. There you go. There you go. Your name is Nilk thank now. That's funny. Thanks. You're funny, thank you, Jordo. You're something of a nilf. You're you're <laughs> part of that hundred k. That so thank you because that that number exists because you guys exist. So thank you. You're it means something of a nilf yourself. <laughs> that means yeah. it's my turn. Yeah. Astonishing <laughs> re double d uh, sends in nine US dollars ninety nine. I'm not doing the currency thing anymore. Okay. Um, with all the open world games we're getting this year, such as Arceus, Elden Ring, Horizon, God of War, and even Zelda, uh, do you think open world burnout will affect Frontier's sales and reception? Mm. And my answer to that is, nope. it depends how well it's done. If it's if it's not done well, then maybe. But like, as long as they're doing them well, I think the fatigue will be far away. I think that, personally... I don't think open world fatigue is going to set in the same way the first person shooter fatigue did, because with with FPS fatigue, we got stuff like hallway shooters where just like things got boiled down to their absolute like nonsense bits with open world. There's a lot of stuff you can do with that. As long as the game's good, I think it'll be fine. 
So yeah. the thing with everything that you listed here is that these are all established franchises. The only one here that has not tried it to such an extent before is is Pokemon, which came out today. Um, and all the praise I'm seeing about the game, absolutely not a fucking bit of it comes down to that map. That map sounds like a everything we were worried about. It's boring, it's tedious, it's ugly. That's what I'm seeing from it. I'm going to play it for myself. I'll get my own opinion, but... I will also be playing it myself later today. On, on, yeah, on, on, on twitch.tv slash Wayne is boss. Yeah, I just put up but, a, a thing on Twitter for that. So anyway, just to continue on with my point there, I mean, we've... As everyone likes to keep reminding us, Zelda wasn't the first open world game out there, except technically... It was... Well, no, it, it did, still wouldn't be. The original NES game is very... Uh, it, the I, I will say the original NES game still didn't start that. I've looked into it, and um, it yeah. didn't it didn't quite invent the formula. I mean, technically, Hyde Lied did it first before that. If we want to get right. technical, um, I think um, provided that Sonic handles well in Frontiers, I think it should be a slam dunk. You know, it's, well, it's I, I mean, well, let's keep in mind that people have been talking about comic book movie fatigue for forever, and Spider Man just made like almost all the money in the world a couple months, uh, like a month to ago. So though, outside of Spider Man, I'm feeling comic book fatigue, and I'm a comic book guy. I so keep me... feeling it until I watch one of them. I guess is my point. Here's my thing. Um, it's it's not a fatigue problem anymore. It's that this is a thoroughly fleshed out genre at this point and you can't risk fucking up that is what sonic needs to be concerned with everybody else is doing open world and everything you listed has done it before successfully elden ring is gonna be a little bit more open than the other dark souls games but they basically are open honestly um horizon is just a sequel to like the prettiest i'd say it's probably the most boring of the open world games but it's like like the the highest quality of those open world traditional open world games god of war is gonna be god of war but and yeah zelda which kind of helped re uh reignite this all of this is coming out this year so it's kind of uh it's not the it's not fatigue man it's if sonic fucks up that's what we need to worry about if he fucks up in the slightest yeah, you, you can't come into this market with even an okay game because Sonic has constantly come into the market with okay games. And yes, I know a lot of people love Unleashed, but it came out long after God of War and Devil May Cry did that combat way better. And nobody wanted to talk about, about the Werehog, regardless of how okay it is. So yeah, it's... uh. I hate to say it, but yeah, Sonic Frontiers really is going to have to hit it out of the park if it uh, if it wants to stand out because it's it's going into a a very crowded uh, part of the gaming world right now. Yep. What's next? Who's next? Uh, Nick is next with Lederick. Lederick again, man. I I'm so I don't know. I Jesus Christ! Thank you for the fifty dollars again. <laughs> um. You think Knuckles glides by punching hard in a direction? Like how Thor flies by riding his hammer? Uh, well, that's the best explanation I've ever gotten for that. So, yeah, yes. The, I that's think the way official... Hulk... The, the dreadlocks doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the that's the way yeah, Hulk does it in, uh, in Ultimate Destruction. So I'm, I'm willing to roll with it. I'll take it, yeah. I'll, I'd bloody take it. But then should he not be able to fly up as well? 
You know what? That's a good point. Now I'm thinking about it because I know you just did Ultimate Destruction. Sonic needs to do that. Like, they need to go in the open world and make traversal the most fun fucking thing imaginable. That's what makes Ultimate Destruction stand out. The yeah. combat and the momentum, all of it flows together beautifully in that game. It is just fun as fuck to play. That's what Sonic needs to do, is learn from the <laughs> uh. Anyway. Can you imagine... Can you imagine if in Frontiers they actually have, like, Knuckles do a wind-up before he's allowed to glide? <laughs> Just like, alright, I'm very angry at the air today. Now I can be airborne. Oh, well, you mean a bit like how they did it in Minecraft? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. Oh. No, but good this time. Yuck. Um, Sirius, you're the, up with a... The next one... NFT boy. The next one is from Lederick as well. Five burned down Amazon rainforests from NFT production. And I just remembered what I actually wanted to ask. Sonic 3 Angel Island revisited opinions on that. That's basically what the Origins version should be. I think it's, uh, it's good for somebody who's already played through Sonic 3 and Knuckles. There's a lot of customization in there. I don't like the achievements. I... I think they're a bit too bulbous and distracting, but I, I like the general idea, but I, otherwise it's really good. Yeah, it, it's the quality of life improvements we we need to expect from from Origins. And if it doesn't top that, then what? A, why would we even buy it? <laughs> right now, it's also the only widescreen version of Sonic 3 and Knuckles we have. A couple other ones that have, that have done mods, but it's definitely the best of the mods so far. Yeah, yeah. Do you, what about you uh, two? Yeah, you guys have any opinions? I have, I have never heard of this thing until right now. Yeah, I, I have uh, never. It's this, worth yeah. checking out. You guys um, have never played Sonic Three Air? I don't know what that is. It's, uh, it's a fan made recreation of Sonic Three and Knuckles in widescreen, and it's basically kind of emulates the whole sort of Whitehead port thing, but for Sonic Three and Knuckles. Oh, and okay. it's got some extra customization features that you wouldn't necessarily find in the official release. So in some ways, it could be even better. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, they, they do really, like, even small little things. It's just really cute. Like, uh, uh, they, for Tails' plane, or sorry, Sonic's plane, uh, if it's going a certain direction, Sonic's name's flipped the wrong way, so they fix that. And, um, like, each level introduction has that goofy palm tree as part of the design there, and they're like, well, that only makes sense for the first level. So they have, like, custom little extra designs for just small little things like that it's a it's a really cute thing and they do stuff like with like the debug like oh well we can do what the game was originally meant to do and put um a flying battery at a different point here or add new transitions a lot of fun little things it's it's really cute so yeah if you haven't played it you should and wayne if you're going to review that game on your channel you're going to be bombarded by people asking why you haven't touched that or even mentioned it. So just a heads up there. Like when I get to Sonic 3 and Knuckles or? Yeah, no, you're, you're everybody and their mother is going to ask you why you haven't touched that mod. I promise okay. you. Okay, yep, I will. Uh, I'll be sure to take a look at it then. I think it's more than just the mod even. I think it is from the ground up rebuilt. No, 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 it's a mod. Uh, you need the okay. original. You need the mod of Sonic 3 and Knuckles to to have it run. So. They even went to the trouble to say, like, you can officially support Sega by buying the Steam version 
because you'll need the Steam version for this to run. Well, or I guess technically any ROM, but you have the ability to to support Sega if you want. What a bunch of absolute champs. Yeah, it's it's really special. Right, Wallace, you're up. All right, so Mr. SP with $10. I got Sonic & Knuckles in Christmas of 1994. Good year. I played at that... Uh, I played as that shiny new red guy and got to Sandopolis Zone before I had to go home. It was the best Christmas ever. That is a good point. Holy shit. I mean, we've been talking back and forth about the save stuff this whole time. I kind of forgot being only an owner of Sonic and Knuckles and not Sonic 3. Mm -hmm. Just how limited I was able to be with that game just because I didn't have a save file so every time I did go explore that game I had to do it in one go every single fucking time just oh yeah we kind of touched on that even like yeah these... I just mean a personal experience yeah that that played a lot into why it was so fragmented for me even as a kid these are the memories of having to leave your console on for days at a time Jesus Christ, just man. to make sure that it didn't turn off and you didn't lose your progress I'm amazed my SNES and Genesis still work. I've got like three regular NESs. None of them work. <laughs> Fuck that machine. Anyway. Well, that's everything, guys. That's uh, the train departed from the Sunset City. Um, so I did the intro. I guess I have to do the outro now, don't I? Um, wow, we what a what a what a big old game that was, huh? Oh, he. Uh, a podcast so great we had to split it in two and then eventually i'll make a lock-on version which will literally put the two together how epic would that be um we'll right, be in high so... performs the whole time it'll just be just seizure inducing colors <laughs> we didn't even talk about we didn't talk about the high perform did wait we? which one of us gets the flickies but we didn't talk about the high performs i guess wayne wayne gets give flickies. it to wayne okay wayne gets flickies there now we've you talked can, about high you... performs if you want to talk about the high performs, you can watch Nick's video on the high perform, like why hypersonic matters. Like that, that'll cover all bases there because I cannot be fucked to talk about any more of this fucking game. <laughs> um, it's really cool. It's hard to get. It's a, it's a good, good, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> as we play out today's episode, Nick, what are you up to these days? Uh, I've, I've been a little bit slow on my uploads. I've got a. Uh, video going up just talking about this green chair uh ewin sent me another one so i'm gonna put that up a little bit later today but i'm gonna immediately get back to work on a couple of speed reading episodes because uh they're a little bit easier for me to make and i, I got a couple of big marathons coming up pretty I, soon so stay tuned for that are you Game gonna tell Avengers. the folks at home about your little microphone situation as well with the gaming chair <laughs> yeah so i spent all morning we before we started this episode uh, we've been trying to figure out why my mic sounded so, so muted and I, uh, reset the computer. I did all these other things. Um, it was just turned around <laughs> and I recorded the entire video with it turned around. So we're going to see how it sounds because otherwise I'm going to have to, it's not a long video. It's gonna be like four or five minutes long. Um, I might just have to re-record it and be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this chair a little bit more. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, oh yeah. Femred's asking about the shade video again. Um, yeah, so Cyrus and I are going to probably live stream hopefully soon to talk about uh we'll actually go over legal documents with the Ken Penders case. Um I'll be I'll be honest with you guys, like I feel like it's important that I read through Archie again first and I play through uh Chronicles again before I I talk about Shade. 
specifically. I don't like talking out of my ass with this stuff. I like doing my research. So it, it'll be a while, but it'll be worth it. I promise. Cyrus, what's up with you? What are you doing? Uh, I think tomorrow I'm actually going to be talking about something that made me a little upset. Um, I, I'm not sure if there's anybody in my in, in this audience uh, that plays Magic the Gathering at all, but I'm going to be making a video about the ban list we just got uh, for the Magic card game. And it was a multi-tiered ban list. We got one for Standard and Modern and a bunch of other formats. And uh, for some reason... The most competitive format of the entire bunch received no no changes whatsoever. And I just, I feel as though that's a corporate thing. And I'm not super thrilled about that. So I'll be, uh, I'll be making a whole video about that for anybody who actually gives a shit about Magic the Gathering. So that's me. Me? What are you going to be doing? All right, so uh, later today, I'm actually going to be streaming um, Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, just trying it out. Um, I also have a review of Digimon World for the PS1 on the way. I just did a video about uh, Hulk Ultimate Destruction last week, and later this weekend, I should be getting up a video that uh, compiles together all of my Metroid Month reviews from last October. So I I've got some things happening on the channel. Pretty epic, pretty epic. And uh, if you want to know what I'm getting up to, um, tonight after this, I'll actually be streaming the Series 1 finale of Batman the Telltale series. Um, so if you want to see what would happen if I ever became Batman, that's that's the video to check out. Um, and uh, I've also just had more regular business as usual uploads on my own channel, you know? You can, you can see videos about Spider-Man and Sonic and Batman and all that good stuff. Um, so that's me. Um, any last requests, words, boys? Any anything further? I gotta take a mean old grumper. I also need to poo. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm gonna right. go play card games. All right. Well, um, that's it for this episode. Um, goodbye. Yeah.